All right, everybody, welcome back to the Woodscast. Uh, I am Justin, and this is a podcast where two dudes who are told we're brothers uh, drink too much and discuss everything that's grinding our gears uh, in this this simulation that you noobs call life. Um, as always, everything is made up, and the outline doesn't matter. We're going to probably shit on that pretty quickly. Um, with me, per the usual, is my younger, um, less attractive brother. Is that how we, we do this? That is incorrect. Is I that am the incorrect? pretty one, objectively. Objective that is revisionist history. Uh, how's Shay doing? Old fat piece of shit. Uh, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fantastic. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah. War Christmas is over. We won. There's no more Christmas <laughs> yeah. anymore. Oh god, yes. We we uh, the war on Christmas. There's actually it's funny you bring that up. Um, we hope everybody had a good Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the hell you you um you uh, celebrate at this time of year. Um, we're over it. It's, uh, we're, we're recording as a Monday, uh, December 27th. So, uh, Christmas has been a couple days ago. And, um, but, uh, uh, the guy at doomed, uh, Matt Bender, he did like a really, uh, cool dive on like the quote unquote war on Christmas and how many decades it's gone back and like how the, the, um, the panic hasn't changed. So like in 1920, um, fucking, uh, um, oh man, Ford, um, what the hell was his name? First name. I can't think of his first name, but the guy, you know, Ford, um, the guy who built the Model T and everything, like he was super worried about the Jews. So he put out this book that was nothing about how the Jews are going to ruin Christmas. And that, that was like the first uh, recorded war on Christmas and shit. It was, it was pretty cool. It's like, but in like 1920, they're saying the same things that Bill O'Reilly was saying in 2004. I mean, people don't really change that much. No, no, no. It's the same, uh, it's the same, uh, same script to just keep repeating it. Um, before we get to the, uh, the the num you know the number you know the week by the numbers or our weekly numbers. Um, Shay, I, I have some updates for you. Um, I uh, I think we talked about this a little bit, but YouTube has a beef with us and what we say on this podcast. Okay, so here's here's really my question. With that. So <laughs> okay, is 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 <laughs> so is is an algorithm like scanning it and knowing what we're saying, or does somebody have to listen to it and then complain? Because well, I take that as a compliment, sir. Well, Someone would have had to listen to the podcast to file a complaint about our shady podcast. Right. Um, I think it's both. Because oh, nice. I think it's both because, okay, to fill in we're for everybody. Coming the world. To, yeah, to fill, fill in the backstory here for everybody. Um, Shay and I took a little hiatus while Shay's computer was, was fucked and he was unfucking his computer. And then we, you know, had the holidays. So just kind of, kind of paused the podcast and we're back now. Um, in the time between uh, the last time we did a podcast and now, I did a lot of behind-the-scenes shit. Like, I finally got all of our videos uploaded to YouTube. And uh, our podcast is now on Apple Podcast, Not Apple Podcasts. It's always been on Apple Podcasts. Um, Amazon Prime Podcasts and yeah. Spotify. So uh, anywhere you probably hear Joe Rogan saying something dumb, you can hear us say something dumb as well. Um, yes. So, but, what, but, but the problem with me shotgunning all these fucking videos up on YouTube is they scan them, of course, to make sure we're not, you know, you know, sawing people's heads off on in real time, you know, anything, sure. you know, breaking any of the rules. Um, but on a couple of them, it was, it was the one where we talked about Trump being a grifter, like a complete grifter. I, I believe it was like, uh, it was all part of the plan or something like that. I forget the episode. And then there was also propaganda you where we talked about Prager you and all of their, um, election fraud bullshit. Well, we got flagged for those, but since I uploaded them all at the same time, we got flagged for them in like two days apart. So that was our second, and th- that was our second, was our second warning and our 
No. Yeah, second warning and our second strike on YouTube. So if we'd have got another strike, our fucking YouTube channel would have been banned just like Alex Jones, which is would have been problematic for uh, how we like to shit on Alex Jones. But basically, the, I guess the algorithm goes through and and scans it for misinformation, and it's not very good. It's like because if we talk about how Alex Jones is full of shit and then point out how he's full of shit, it just hears us talking the same, you know, lies that Alex Jones is saying. Like, when I relay a quote from Alex Jones, they just hear us say it, and it can't decipher that we are mocking him for his stupidity. Um, and so we got these strikes, so I appealed both of them, uh, and we won one appeal and lost the other appeal. Like, we, we won the appeal about uh, PragerU. No, I'm sorry, we lost the one about PragerU because I guess they still thought we were, we thought the 2020 election was stolen, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Um, we won the other one, but it's pretty funny. Um, but the funny thing is, is now that I got all these these um, videos up on uh, YouTube, we're starting to get comments. Oh, I bet those are awful. And uh, so here you go. I want to read one for you, Shay. This is from the Guacamole Kid, uh, and he says, um, and I forget. Oh, this is this comment was on the one where we we just went through all the way that Donald Trump and his family grift the shit out of being president and being you know famous. And uh, this, this here's the comment. Biden is a CGI president. The military is control. Ever heard of the executive order signed on December 21st called uh, Governance and in- Integration of Federal Mission Resilience? It is a con- content, con- continuation of government plan. Um, and Gates was, was accused by somebody who has been convicted wrongly accusing people of sex crimes. The truth is that human trafficking has gone up exponentially since the border was left unattended and Biden... Uh, is on tour feeling up kids right now and i want uh da, 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 hold on and i want to know how is fleecing i'm gonna read this just the way they typed it in how is fleecing people trump did win the insurrection was a fake job and the tables are now about to to, to run not turn uh remember when, <laughs> i like i like that a lot yeah um and remember when the tables on you, son. Yeah. and remember when biden was caught using a fake white house tv studio grifter in the biden grifter is what biden is are you kidding uh he takes bribes and his kids at least trump builds stuff we are in a battle between globalism and populism that's what youtube brings you ladies and gentlemen on our podcast this guy I, I, and and uh, by the way guacamole kid if you're listening i disagree with all of that horse shit you just said um, so there you go, but yeah, we're starting to get, and of course we've got, uh, Logan commenting that he lost his virginity to our podcast and other such nonsense. Oh yeah. You can always count on that. Mr. Mr. Logan. Yes. But yeah, so, so yeah, we're out there. We're mixing it up with the, uh, with the, with the, with the randos, but I think people do have to complain about our podcast to get it flagged like that. So I don't know. That's awesome. We'll see. We'll I see mean, I, the... I'll take, yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not like it affects my income levels if they fucking pull us off YouTube. So, right. We, we don't monetize this, but also it will be a ding to my, um, to my pride if we get kicked off YouTube, just like Alex Jones did. So yeah, that's that true. Be... But I think, yeah, that's fair. But I mean, it's, he's off of like everything. Yeah. Well, and it's also... really not hard to get kicked off YouTube. Like clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, I don't know if you follow. I don't know how closely you follow um, Stephen Crowder and the Louder and Louder with Crowder show on YouTube. Like Not it's it's a all. huge show. It's gauged to like thirteen and fourteen year old dudes. Um, it's all bro. They just bro out all the time. But um, there's a there's a strong following of people who believe that he's he is literally trying to get banned on purpose so that he can then move to like 
um, like Rumble or something and ma- and like make it a new crusade. You know, like I was kicked off YouTube because I was too conservative. Blah 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 blah. But what he really does is is he um, does a bunch of gay bashing and racist talk, and they're like, he keeps getting strikes for that. But that sounds about right. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty fine. Um, all right, so. Excuse me. Uh, all right, so this week by the numbers, um, I have a pitcher of beer in front of me. You've had a couple be- couple beers. How about you, Shay? Excuse me. Damn it. I'm, I'm drinking some strawberry lemonade hard seltzers, so they're delicious. Yeah, I mean, they're not very manly, but damn, they're good. The keg is just getting ready to pop. Like, I think it's like 15.5 gallons right now in the meter, and the meter's like plus or minus one gallon. So when I poured my pitcher, I was like, please, please, please don't. Please, please, please. But we got it out. Uh, we are in the 341st day of the Biden administration. Uh, it's been 355 days since uh, the last attempt to uh, overturn a free and fair election by the Republican Party. Um, if we were talking about polling, uh, Biden is plus uh, 4.3 over Trump at this point in 538 and plus 7 in, in Gallup. Um, that's the only way I want to talk about those polling numbers because, like, there's so many people that think that Biden should just resign because he has shitty poll numbers. But when I point out he's like five above Trump, they're like, no, uh-uh. yeah, uh-uh. Like, yeah, they're, they're numbers. Look them up. Um, what else we got? It's uh, we're we are in the 656th day of a global pandemic, and we'd like to congratulate Rush Limbaugh on 313 days clean and sober. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's funny because he's dead. Yeah, it's funny because he's not alive anymore. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, all right, so vaccine and uh, COVID-19 woo fuckery. Um, we are currently – is that good? Well, okay, so here's the thing. The bottle <laughs> of vodka I had is sitting on the back. Like, I have a mini fridge next to my desk, and it's on the top back set. Like, it's, like, right on the back edge of the fridge. So all that heat that the pump and stuff is radiating out the back of the fridge, I thought it's basically just giving me a very warm bottle of vodka. So vodka. it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, smooth, right? Smooth. Yeah. All right, Shay. So you and I are vaccinated. You have been boosted, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So we're boosted and ready to go. Um, Right now, or earlier today when I filled out this outline, we were at uh, 53.3 million cases in the United States. Um, that translates to 838, um, 838,191 American deaths. That is 247 911s, or as we like to say in the Woodscast, 209 kilobin gazis. Yes. Um, problem is the vaccination rates are holding pretty steady. Fully vaccinated Americans are 61.7% of the population. Um, we need to get to 70 plus for herd immunity, which everybody wanted, you know, last year. Everybody's like, oh, we'll just get to herd immunity. We'll be fine. You know, let everybody get the virus. Um, then we found out that you can actually get it twice. Um, um, CDC has, uh, like I said, CDC has recommended a third shot, a booster for uh, all Americans, not just over 65. So hopefully everybody will get that. But the problem we have is Omicron. Um, Omicron is now the most dominant strain of the coronavirus. It is much more transmissible, but apparently it is only 50 to 70 percent. Um, how do I want to, let me rephrase it this way. It's 50 to 70% less possible, uh, less likely for you to be hospitalized with the Omicron. So like it spreads yeah. real quickly, but it's not quite as a, um, I guess, strong, um, variant, um, as far as, you know, harm to the body. Um, I got that from the guardian. If you want to fucking know YouTube, um, 
But uh, yeah, but still vaccinations and especially being boosted is the best uh, guard against the, the Omicron variant. It's not that fucking complicated. And yet, well, I, 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 you know, that's like I said, I'll get a, I'll get whatever jab I need to every six months or whatever, as long as the government's paid for it. Right, <laughs> that's right. Fun. It's just free. Go for it. And and the third, I the third, I'm trying to think. My arm was a little sore, and I was tired, but nothing. It was nothing like the first shot I got. Well, and you actually had COVID, so your yes. first shot was, was like, like my a second shot. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, and so the second shot wrecked me, and the third so booster like, wrecked me. And it's funny because the way it worked out is I had COVID-19 and then a month later I got my first vaccine. And then I got this, you know, so I did all the doses at the right intervals. So I imagine whatever chemical or antibodies or stuff that should be pumping around in my system have never really had a chance to go away. Oh, well, that's good. And, and I that's... just got boosted, so. All right, and that's the thing. Is like... I'm out there licking doorknobs like yeah. I used to, baby. Yeah, over here deep-throating everybody's doorknobs. Let's go. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, um, I totally expect for us to have a, if not every six month, at least every year you get a booster for COVID, like for the foreseeable forever, because that's what we do with a fucking flu, you know? Yeah. Um, what we need to do is get from it being a pandemic, which is, um, now I could be wrong on this, but I think the difference between a pandemic and an endemic um, is that the pandemic is just like the rate of cases in, a, in an area. I mean, my um, understanding is endemic is indicative that it's just out in the natural ecosystem all right, the time. Right, like right, right. The yeah. flu is endemic. Exactly, exactly. Which we, I would I would argue at this point COVID-19 is endemic and it's never going away. Mm-hmm. And anyone oh, yeah, that yeah, thinks yeah, yeah. you're going to get enough people to get vaccinated to stop it is delusional because no, people are fucking no. stupid. No, it's just this is uh, uh, much like the flu. Coronaviruses are hard to isolate. It's not like yeah. measles or, or something like that. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be have this for a while, but still get vaccinated. Everybody get two shots, get the booster. It's the best, it's the best defense against this shit. Um, it's not the crap that, uh, Alex Jones will say. Um, and any, any doctor he brings on his show, uh, you should not trust. Um, but Shay, do you know what people are doing instead of getting vaccinated? Uh, lots of dumb stuff. Well, there's a new one now. Have you heard of magic dirt? No. Okay. My blood pressure can't take that kind of stuff, so I don't usually follow it. Okay. So, um, we'll buckle up, because apparently the new uh, COVID treatment and or preventative measure is a thing called Magic Dirt, or uh, the company that sells it calls it Black's Oxygen Organics, or BOO for short, BOO. Um, It is sold. Magic Dirt is also a rock band. Yeah, it is. It's a punk band. So yes. if you Google Magic Dirt, you'll come up with a with a with a punk band. Um, but so um, it is being sold as a uh, fulvic acid, a compound derived from decaying plants that was dug up from an uh, an Ontario uh, peat bog. Uh, the end product and the smallest particle of the de- decomposition of ancient organic matter. Meaning, like the idea is like this is like dead and decayed organic matter from the beginning of the earth and it's the purest type of organic matter and therefore it can help make you be pure and clean um so people are so you can buy like for for like a hundred bucks they send you four ounces of just this black fucking dirt in a, in a ziploc bag and in this package and you're supposed to do all kinds of things with it people are mixing it into kind of a mud and putting it on their face like you know a mud treatment Man, um, here are, i am schlubbing my fat ass to work every day right like, right like an asshole right <laughs> like part, part, every time i hear about one of these part of me is like that's fucked up but good for you yeah that, <laughs> you know? that's some bullshit but I'm, I'm good on you for doing it you know 
And uh, so people are like, um, and like they say, they say in the in the literature for it that you should, you know, eat it, drink it, bathe in it. So that's literally what people are doing. They're putting this dirt into. It reminds me of the uh, what is it that I, it is still really big, uh, monoatomic gold, where people eat that. I've never yeah. heard of that. Uh, oh yeah, we had we had a buddy uh, who uh, he's uh, he has since moved away, but we actually had to take his away from him. But if you Google it, it's um, I'm not sure what exactly uh, is supposed to make it different from regular gold, but it's like a white, it's yeah, monoatomic gold, but people buy it as a supplement and they just eat it and put it in their food and shit. So it's that same kind of crap, I'd assume. Oh God. But uh, anyway, continue. Oh, this is, yeah, this is silly. Yeah. Monoatomic gold, wow. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, so this is dirt that people are putting in water, they're putting it in their food. Um, you know, they mix it into like a sludge and drink it. They put it in their bathtub and they bathe their kids in it. They bathe in it, you know, and it's supposed to do everything from cleanse your body to be a, um, excuse me, a prophylactic to COVID or to treat COVID Simpson symptoms. It even is uh, quote unquote can be used to detox your body. If you've been newly vaccinated, so if you did just fuck up royally and get that vaccination, you can lay in a big puddle of this stuff and it'll suck all the, you know, deadly metals out of the vaccine out of your body. Okay. Um, Now, Shay, what would you say if I told you this wasn't good for you? Uh, I'm shocked. Yep. Because apparently they uh, Google mapped this place, this this uh, this peat bog in, in uh, Ontario where they dig up all this this black goo, um, and it and it shares a border with a landfill, and so people. Are like, <laughs> awesome! Oh right. man! <laughs> so people are like, "Hey, I wonder what kind of crazy shits leaking out of that landfill into this peat bog that you guys are, are digging up," and so they had the boo uh, analyzed by. Um, a heavy metal specialist at Ohio State's uh, Trace Element Research Laboratory, and it turns out it has um, high levels of lead and arsenic. Oh, uh, that's I, 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 you took the words took the words right out of my mouth. Every landfill, pretty much, uh, unless it, if it, if every landfill that doesn't have a, uh, a sufficient, uh, oh god, there's the there's the liner that goes in it too, but there's a specific word for the dirt that surrounds the landfill that acts as kind of like, it's not a leech pit, but it's kind of the same thing. And every mm-hmm. like 10 years you dig up the dirt and take it somewhere and put new dirt there. Um, we'll have arsenic and lead in it. And that's on the short list of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, funny. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so they tested it and apparently you're supposed to, um, the instructions for the, for the boo tell you to take it three times a day, like so three, bad, that's th- what it's called. three days, three doses a day. Yeah. And two doses is to, exceeds the you know Canada's limit for uh, lead, and three doses would exceed its um, limits for arsenic. So people are literally poisoning themselves with lead and arsenic instead of getting a completely safe and free, as you said before, the government's paying for it, a fucking free vaccine. I, I mean, I, I just I, I've, I've told this story before, but it's my favorite thing in the world. If like people say, "Look, I don't know what's in that vaccine, so I'm going to eat this other crazy shit." Yeah, uh, yeah. The favorite, the favorite thing I've ever seen is, you know, for obvious reasons, we'll, we'll remain nameless. Um, but I went to a concert, and uh, a friend of mine was there. I ran into him out back while we were waiting for our Uber. And the, the place where you would stand to pick up your ride was near a dumpster. And he's out there talking about how he's not going to go to a, he's not going to put a vaccine in himself. Like he's, he's an asshole. He had a fake vaccine card to get into the venue and all that shit. Uh. Um, nobody really talks to him anymore. Uh, but anyway, at the time, 
uh, we were still on good terms and he's all going on and on about how i don't really know what's in this vaccine i don't trust it then turns around and does this fat line of cocaine off of the dumpster lid and i was like oh man you're killing it bro <laughs> uh, yeah and or or and uh my bu- my buddy Russ likes my yeah my buddy <laughs> eat this dirt from a landfill um my buddy Russ always likes to bring up people who are like, hey, uh, you know, I'm not putting that vaccine in my body. I, I, you know, my body's a temple and they're lighting one cigarette off the other, you know, just yep. chain smoke. I actually oh. have a friend of mine who uh, will, uh, for whatever reason, his thing that he fixates on is how bad for you ibuprofen is. And he'll sit there and smoke cigarettes and lecture us about how we take, ibupro- ah, we yes. take ibuprofen. Yes. That's amazing. I've also got that same lecture from somebody telling me not to use deep bug repellent while smoking a cigarette. I want the D. Like, if I'm going bug repellent, I want the cancer stuff. Exactly. Well, yeah. apparently, and I've been told this by my friends, that whenever somebody is giving me health advice while smoking a cigarette, I get a twinkle in my eye because I'm about to just yell at them. They're like, I can tell. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to point out. I'm like, please, tell me more about how I shouldn't eat McDonald's while you smoke three American spirits back to back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I, I always get the shit. Like, when we go to McDonald's and, you know, Shay, you and I grew up in the same household. We would just drink soda, and then when we ran out of soda, we would drink our mother's Diet Coke. And she was like, if you guys keep doing that, I'm just going to buy all Diet Soda. And we are like, we don't care. It's we just delicious. like we just like the, 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 the carbonation, you know? And so from a young age, we were always drinking Diet Coke. And I was like, it's fine with me. So you go to McDonald's, and I get a double quarter pounder with, with cheese. I'm like, yeah, I don't have a Diet Coke. And everybody's like, oh, oh you're going to eat all that meat, but you're going to have a Diet Coke. It's like, do you know how many calories are in a large Coke? Yeah. Oh, it's God. another hamburger. It is. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Like, I'm not trying to say I'm fucking uh, a health nut here, but, like, I'm going to get my calories the meat way and the fry way and maybe a Frosty. <laughs> I honestly, and it's, it's also a taste thing because once you've drank enough diet soda, it kind of conditions your taste buds. And I, I can't drink diet coke i mean i can't drink really sweet and i mean when they're both really sweet but it's just a different kind of sweet um and it and it i just i'm you know i'm just not i'm not into it bro but you know i do like like using uh non-diet vanilla coke to make rum and cokes that shit fucks yeah no well and i'm always kind of taking off offhand like when i go out to a bar and some bars will just not have diet sodas yeah and so you're like hey can i get um I, I was like, hey, do you guys have ginger ale? And they're like, yeah, of course. I'm like, all right, let me ask. Do you guys have diet ginger ale? And they're like, and do you, no. Do you, do you ever feel like you need to, like, preface this? Like, I understand my size would not lend you to believe this is a I know, yeah, 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 no, no. But <laughs> do you have diet ginger ale? I know the fact that I'm eating a foot-long hot dog right now. It's going to throw you <laughs> yeah. off. Um, but, uh, no, but I, and I, and like one get one, and they usually, they almost never have diet ginger ale, but they'll have ginger ale. So I'll be like, hey, give me a ginger ale and Captain. Or ginger ale and vodka. And the, the regular ginger ale is just so much sweeter than the diet ginger ale. And I've only had, like, I've only had one bartender ask why. He was like, I always, like, why, why diet ginger ale? Why ginger ale? And I told him, like, well, I donated a kidney and Diet Coke isn't really good for, you know, it's processed through kidneys, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, okay, cool, you know. And it's like, yeah, but, um... That's no, not a big deal. I have to drink diet sodas. I have to drink ginger ale because I'm a hero. What's your excuse, right, asshole? Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just used that on Rachel the other day. She said oh. something like, I was like, well, you know, she, she, she said I was an asshole. I was like, yeah, I was a real asshole when I saved your dad's life. She's like, fuck you. God damn it. Yeah, God damn it. She's like, when, when will this be over? I was like, no. when I grow a, a new kidney. <laughs> <laughs> or I can divorce you and get that kidney back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, all right. So speaking of other assholes that aren't us, um, I wish you could see the face shake Mache makes me. It's it's this... it's it's a pretty. I mean, it's I'm not even a shot good of this either, yeah. <laughs> It's not even good, and it's warm. Yeah, that's fine. <sighs> um, all right, Shay. Um, we have talked some about the January sixth uh, insurrection uh, a little bit because, on one hand, it, it's scary as absolute hell, and on the other hand, it's funnier than absolute shit because yeah. the people that have been arrested for it are like, you know, think they're super patriots and then get thrown in the clink and they're like, why is you know why did Donald Trump not pardon me and you know all of that good fun, um, but the uh, select committee on the January sixth um, riot insurrection, I think I think they call it officially called a riot in in the select committee hearings. Um, has released some text messages that I'm, you might have seen, and I personally think these are absolutely hilarious. So, um, uh, former uh, Trump White House Chief of Staff uh, uh, Mark Meadows um, uh, initially agreed to co- cooperate with the committee, and he turned over all this, all these kind of communications he had. Um, there was like this bullshit PowerPoint, which I need to find and get into. I know it's out there. I just need to find it and like keep it forever because anytime somebody's like, why you always vote Democrat? I'm like, here you go. This is why yeah. your party, your party does this shit. Um, but in those, in the trove of documents that he gave over to the um, house select committee were a shit ton of text to him by different, um, uh, I guess you, uh, um, Journalists, commentators, whatever, Fox News uh, hosts that were um, hilarious. So, like during the during the actual January sixth riot, you had people like Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, uh, and Brian Kilmeade texting uh, the White House chief of staff, trying to get them to get Trump on air and to you know really squash this because they knew how bad it was um, when it was happening. Yeah. So, um, so there was these text messages that were just hilarious to me because. Um, I have so many friends that will like will just go will call mediacrats is that they think that's the the greatest pun in the world is to call the media mediacrats because they say that you know they always sided with uh you know against Donald Trump it was always sided with the Democrats against Donald Trump and uh, now they are suspiciously quiet when the primetime block of Fox News is texting the White House trying to change the behavior of the president in real fucking time. <laughs> um, it's so great like they not a fucking peep and um i know you uh won't believe this but the uh, fox hosts kind of took quite a dr- drastically different tone in their text messages than they did on air you know? yeah on air they're like this is how freedom works you know blah 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 um but sean hannity for example uh texted mark meadows uh can he make a statement ask the people to leave the capital question mark Laura, um, Laura Ingram texted uh, Mark, the president needs to get to tell people in the Capitol to go home. Uh, this is hurting all of us. He is destroying his legacy. Uh, Brian Kilmeade texted uh, you know, White House Chief of Staff, please get him on TV, destroying everything we have accomplished. So like this, they felt personally involved in Donald Trump's accomplishments because they have been talking him up for fucking you know, four years, and now he was just shitting all over it. And uh, one of my favorites is that Don Jr. texted, he's got to condemn this shit ASAP. Capital Police tweet is not enough. Um, which, good on him, but um, why, why can Don Jr. not text his dad directly? Like, uh, why, why do you have to go through the White House chief yeah. staff? Do you know that your dad's not going to fucking read your tweets? Is that what's going on? That would be like us texting our, like, our dad's wife and be like, hey, tell dad to this. Which we have done because he loses his phone, but... That's fair. Yeah, we have yeah. done that, yeah. 
But if we needed to tell dad something, we just text dad. I yeah, yeah I yeah, I just I've I've seen a lot of real great memes um re- recently of because uh, I'm aware of what you're talking about, but I haven't like followed it as it unfolded or whatever. And it's it's all these memes about like, um, you know, my face when I realize the grand jury has the last six months of my text messages. Oh, yeah. like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> There's a real good one of um, uh, Marjorie Taylor. Green yes, or, yes. Or Marjorie three names. She's like leaning back and she's got this really surprised look on her face in, in the um, the um, uh, I guess be uh, the house floor. She's like, oh shit, oh shit. This is gonna be bad. Um, now. So that that got batted around. The one I really want to focus on, and I I, I know you've probably seen this this tweet, but I, I looked it up, and we apparently know who it came from. And here's the uh, the tweet that Mark Meadows was sent. Now this this was not sent on January fourth. I'm sorry, this was not sent on January sixth. It was sent on January fourth. So one day after the election, with everything was still up in the air, everybody was yeah. still counting everything, right? White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows received a tweet. Here's an aggressive uh, strategy. Why can't the states of Georgia, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania and other R-controlled state houses declare this BS, um, in parentheses, where conflicts and elections are not called that night, and just send this send their own electors to vote and have it go to the SCOTUS? So that was the tweet. Basically, hey, why don't we have all Republican-controlled um, houses just say, fuck this shit, and send their own electors, no matter what the vote says, and we'll go ahead and make it and cause our own constitutional crisis. Um, this tweet was apparently CNN reports that this tweet came from a phone number that was confirmed and registered to Rick Perry, former White House uh, uh, Secretary of Energy. Of course, Rick Perry, through a spokesman, has denied he sent it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but there there you go. There's there's the Republican um, Party in a nutshell. Um, let's just go ahead and take the vote away from the people and, and put it into the hands of people we know will vote with us. And here's a, a really good quote. Uh, Boston College professor and historian Heather Cox, uh, Heather Cox Richardson, she uh, read the text and was basically flabbergasted um, because she says it, um, because she says that the author, quote unquote, um, quote, wanted Republican-dominated state legislators not even to wait to see who had won the election of those states um, that have been called by November 4th, but simply to ignore the will of the voters, choose their own electors, and hope the Supreme Court hand the election to Donald Trump, as he had been saying they would for weeks. And, uh, yeah. Now, the one thing I want to point out here, Shay, is that this was January 4th. This was before any reports of voter fraud had even been made yet, and they were already wanting to throw it to the Supreme court because, because yeah, that's the, yeah, it was just complete horseshit. No reports of voter fraud have been made yet. And to be very clear, all the, all the investigations into voter fraud since then have found that there was no widespread voter fraud in 2020. Um, so the entire argument about the validity of the 2020 election was complete horseshit from the day after the election. And it's right there in black and white. And, um, I personally think Rick Perry either, had a staffer send that tweet or that text because that doesn't sound that that's actually more coherent than I've ever heard Rick Perry sound. Yeah, but I believe it came from from his office. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I thought that was fascinating before before we'd even had one cuckoo ass Republican state senator state uh, congressman you know start talking about you know bamboo in the fucking voting sheets. 
they were already like, yeah, fuck it, let's just do this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Like, eh. Democracy schmoxy. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that, dude. No time, no time to vote for democracy, because if you vote, people vote, you might not win. So you got right. to do something about well, it, man. The funniest thing I've always, I've been told for years that conservatism on its face, in its values, at its core values, is the best governing principle, period. Yes. But it doesn't seem to win on its merits. They have to do shit like gerrymandering and this horse shit to win elections. So, like... Put up or shut up. Like, if you if you really are the best governing body, then why do you have to pull all this other shit to win elections? Why can't you win on ideas? Um, which, you know, case in point, I've been looking and, uh, you know, I knew this was a thing, but um, did you know that in um, 2020, the Republican Party did not have a platform? Uh, yes, I did know that. Yeah, they, they just basically said, we agree with Donald Trump. Yeah, like that, they, that they didn't have like a, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's just, yeah, there are no ideas there. It's it's all just a bunch of culture war bo- bullshit at its, at its core. And now we know that before the votes were even counted, they were ready, just like, ah, fuck it. We're going we're gonna to take it if we can. Yeah. Um, I mean. <clears throat> I'm not surprised. Uh, no, I'm not surprised at all. I it, it's, it's obviously concerning when you have so many people that are higher up that don't, uh, like, in the government that – publicly will talk about how you know it, it will act like nothing's wrong but then you know you see all these reports of uh you know hear stories about like senators in bars at uh you know in dc being like holy shit this guy's a moron he's gonna ruin us like like and so all behind closed doors everybody hates hates what's going on but they're not gonna say anything about it it's infuriating yeah yeah no i agree i agree and and i was just um i was i was just in the kitchen before we started recording this um, eating some, you know, some uh, lunch meat, just, you know, just doing a little nosh. And I was looking at the, I was looking at the um, TV and had the news on. And apparently the new crop of, you know, MAGA, um, I don't want to say loyalists, but like they want to call themselves the MAGA squad. Yeah. And they want, they want to expand their base by recruiting, you know, like-minded um congressional and senator senatorial candidates which you know more power to them you know the liberal democrats want to do the same thing but they were asking one guy like if you get into office what are your priorities and he was like number one impeach joe biden and they're like for what he's like just impeach him doesn't fucking matter what for just impeach yeah, him. And just, like, yeah just, just say we did it right and like number two was to um oh god what was number two it's like some. It was like no number two was like to do oh uh like to uh in, in um create a select committee on covid and indict him for uh, joe biden for something like like they just it's just grievance politics like since donald trump was 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 impeached twice they're gonna impeach joe biden once for fucking anything you know and it, it's just grievance politics and they're and like the, the reporter who was talking to the guy was just like oh god this shit are you serious yeah like yeah you know, like you could tell she was just so deflated having to talk talk to this guy and it was just like you gotta be fucking kidding me there's like there's no politics here what what am i doing like i got into this to talk policy like to pop with, with with fucking lawyers you know she was she was she was very upset but um uh, but yeah that's that's what they're doing that's what they're gonna do and um it's yeah i wonder it'll be interesting to see how many people uh how many once the uh when is it when's it officially like midterm time is that 
I mean, we're we're there now. Like, yeah, I, mean, I guess I haven't fallen. I haven't been blasted with it have, yet, so it doesn't I really. Either, I haven't either because there. If I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong here, there there are still some uh, primaries that are that are, are are still have to happen. Or okay, you know, that makes like, sense. Or let's say that they had a jungle primary where both sides run at the same time, and like the top four have to run again. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's there's still races like that going on, but like yourself, I, like you said, I haven't followed it too closely because. Like it won't really ramp up until like mid twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, th yeah. Then everything will be decided. Then the Democrats will be able to decide how fucked they are. Um, um, likely lose the House, probably keep the Senate. Um, but but I, I like like we've talked about before. Um, I'm not kind of like a holistic like oh my god it's the midterms we gotta lose. Like if you look at some of these matchups, they're just running complete morons. And he's, you know, if you're going to have a MAGA, if you're going to run, like we just said, like you're going to run some, some guy that's hundred percent MAGA, that the only thing he's going to do when he takes office is impeach Joe Biden for whatever he can come up with. Yeah. Um, like not all of those people are going to scoot through. And, no, I, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a, it's a sure thing, but like, no, just well, take the, race to race. Yeah. Okay. So the historical precedent that everyone will point to is like typically an incumbent president loses, um, mm seats in the house which is you know pretty standard um but and then this yeah. will be that thing again where like i'll i'd like to point i'll just point out that like the 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 paradigm has shifted so much in the last few years that i i i'm not expecting this to happen but i will be not very surprised like it would be really funny if all if it turns out that we either that we uh don't lose the house and they keep it because the politics have gotten so toxic for like because i mean like what's that um Oh fuck! I should know this. She's a West Slo Western Slope representative. Um, oh, Bobert. Oh yeah, she's the worst. Like all all the stuff, like the jokes she's been oh, making, of, like her anti-Muslim bullshit, and all right. her like Ooh, racist ass real, jokes. Really, really Which let me be clear, I've been to the communities where she's given those speeches. Those jokes are going to go over like fucking gangbusters in that. Crowd. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The people there think that's great, but once that hits the news, the the you know the mainline news, uh, it's a big problem for her. Um, you know, there's a lot of that floating around too. So I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't as it, the massacre that a lot of people think it's going to be. But I, I, I'll probably, I don't know. I think I've got a bet with somebody. Ten bucks will lose the house, but only just barely. And I agree because if you take it as a whole, like the the president you're talking about has only been violated once, and that was when um, uh, W was president, and that was right after 9/11, and there was so much. Yeah. You know momentum behind you know him and, and his party that he he didn't lose any he did not lose during midterms but in general the party out of power takes takes a shellacking because if you if you're a republican right now you can't vote against you know joe biden yet because it's you know off your yeah election. exactly so, yeah so you so you vote against everybody who says they're a democrat you know, and then it's the same cycle that repeats. You've got all these people like, oh, man, I had no idea it was going to be this bad. I need to I need to get out there and I need to vote the midterms. And that's exactly what everybody said during midterms, during Trump and all that shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm not a doom and gloom kind of person. I want to take each each race as, as it comes, because like you said, you got people like Lauren Boebert who are out there and, and that that anti-Muslim stuff where she tells an anecdote about. um, uh, Oh, man, Il, Ilhan Omar getting on an elevator with her and one of her staffers, which first of all, this, this, this did not happen that this is completely made up, but she says that, um, Ilhan Omar got onto an elevator with her and one of her staffers and she turned to her staffer and says, well, she doesn't have a backpack, so I guess we'll be okay. 
And um, so right off the bat, you know, Muslims, all Muslims are, are terrorists. This this one Muslim is a terrorist because she's, you know, in the other part. I mean, it's just bull. It's, it's racist horse shit. But she tells that story at like all kinds of events. Like that's a that's a bit she does. That's not like her trying to think of some way to relate to that group in the room. It's like, okay, I've got the Muslim Muslim backpack story. Then I'm going to talk about how like how like black people shouldn't get food stamps. And I mean, you know, like there's just boom, 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 boom. She's just hitting, the, you know, just hitting the hits, um, so that she can make the people in that room, um, you know, agree with her and cheer for her. And the problem is, is that if she gets enough of those people, she could win re-election. That's the problem. You know, it's it's not that it's not that. You know, when that shit goes national, everybody makes fun of her for being just a, a racist idiot. It's like I mean, she's honestly, like, she's not super popular even locally. Yeah. Well, she shrugs that off because she knows she's got to win locally, right? Yeah. You know, what what Justin what Justin in Illinois thinks about uh, Lauren Boebert in Colorado doesn't do anything, you know, um, to her her chances at reelection. But I mean, her husband's a goddamn sex offender for God's sakes. Like he was arrested for exposing himself to to her and some of her friends when they were minors. And then like, she married him. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, that's a fucking thing. Like, where's QAnon on that shit? Huh? Oh, crazy. Well, and and just, just to wrap this up here, we talk about how, like, the, uh, you know, this uh, supposed, you know, allegedly uh, Rick Perry uh, text wants to just throw it to the Supreme Court. That would have been a good fucking call for them because this Supreme Court would have ruled it for Donald Trump. Just like they're probably going to rule to abolish Roe v. Wade here in in June. Um. So you want to talk about how crazy the midterms can be, Shay? Think about if if the Republican Party, uh, uh, if the Supreme Court put three of which were put there by Donald Trump and championed by the Republican Party, suddenly abolishes uh, Roe v. Wade. What? Four months, five months before the uh, the election. Yeah. Wonder what the turnout will be there in yeah, like blue cities. It's well, yeah, exactly, and and it's also the same thing. Like I see a lot of people. Uh, I've seen a bunch of my friends have gotten pissed off. Like I can't believe that Biden's not more openly talking about expanding the Supreme Court. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to talk about that in an election year and a yeah, midterm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would that would get every dumbass and their grandpa to the polls to to vote out every democrat they could if joe biden was even like farting something that sounds like expand the supreme mm-hmm. court right now right. and I, I i could see that being a hill they would die on after the midterms it's like all right fuck it if we can expand the supreme court we'll take the loss in 2024 yeah. like yeah, yeah that's but you would never bring that up you know that's well, why i think it's it is actually a little crazy that everyone's pushing for the roe v wade shit in a midterm because like you're gonna get a lot of people off their asses if that gets overturned well, and I always like I agree because I always saw Roe v. Wade and the conservative, um, more the evangelical base of the of the Republican Party, the you know conservative base. Um, like I, I don't want to say this. I know they want it overturned. Like your your died in the world evangelical Christian just wants it overturned tomorrow. Like yeah, goddamn the consequences, whatever they are. But I think the Republican leadership knows. Like all right, we just need to dry hump this every year a little bit to get. Yeah everybody upset now but if we overturn it what the fuck are we gonna do next year you know yeah like, what, what that doing? is that that's a really funny point i never thought of once you overturned roe v wade what's the doing? next uh maybe gay marriage well but not i don't but, think i think that's a lost cause at this point like that's right you're not gonna although i mean roe v well, wade i would argue 70, i would argue so. yeah <laughs> I mean, well. I, 
I would argue. I would argue that we would think that um, it'd be something men... immigration related. That's what it would be. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. I mean, they're still talking about um, fuck caravans coming to fucking Michigan. Like, what the fuck? Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Um, I, I ballparked it one time. I had a buddy that was like, "They're gonna get here. And they're gonna vote for us, and I'm gonna we're gonna lose the election because this caravan." I was like, "Okay, they are walking." And I, like you assume the average walking speed of five miles an hour or something like that, and like you you do a Google Maps from where they are in fucking you know South America, excuse me, in Mexico, and to get to that guy's the, that guy's house or that guy's town would have taken like twenty seven days, and the election was in four. Like yeah, they're totally gonna get there, yeah, um, asshole. Um, but yeah, it's the the, the Supreme Court is gonna be wild. Um, yeah, but no, I'm with you. Like you, you think that like you'd say like, oh, it'd be gay marriage, but like, yeah, like oh, that they can't do that. That's that's we we we've codified that in law. But then again, I thought we codified the fact that women are not just a vessel for your seed. Uh, thought we had that nailed down, but apparently I was wrong. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be wild. It would be it'll be something else. And and I know for a fact that um, Justice John Roberts. Like as conservative as he is, he doesn't want to be the the justice who like did this stuff. Like he wants his court to be a, I don't want to say forgotten court, but he doesn't want it to be known for overturning all of these pillars of of established common law. And um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna try to push that judgment off until the last minute, which would be like June July of this of next year, which would be right before the election. Um, so. It'll be wild. Um, what was the other thing I was thinking about? Oh, you were talking about packing the courts. Yeah, I was, I I agree, and I think you know, there's nothing in the Constitution that says there has to be nine justices. There's been I, a bunch of different numbers. Yeah, I I personally think thirteen would be cool. One for me, one for each uh, appeals court in in the United States. But if you're gonna like bump the number up, my in my if I could wave a magic wand right now, I would make the Supreme Court so big. That you did not know who each justice was. Yeah. It would just be this body of people. Yeah. So, like, you wouldn't have people that thought that Amy Comey Barrett. Kind of like when you hear the FDA says a thing. You just, there you, you go. don't, you exactly. don't know who's at the FDA or the CDC. Right. Well, people right. do now, but you, you get what I mean. It make it a more you, anonymous you, you organization. You don't have a favorite guy at the FDA. Yeah. You know? You don't know their names and where they fucking no. went to went to school. You know, I would make the Supreme Court so big that it was just kind of this indescript group of, of legal professionals. And um, if like right now, since the Supreme Court has a conservative bend, like let's just say we pick the number at a hundred, yeah. I would make it be ninety nine. You know, it would be like I would make it fifty five percent conservative judges and forty five percent. Uh, liberal judges right now just so I didn't change the way the court worked you know per se you know they still have a majority but like nobody's gonna fucking remember all 100 judges I mean I'm sure somebody in law school will have to know that but you know like the rest of us will just be like the Supreme Court did a thing like the FDA FDA said this thing you know Uh, that's a great that's a great correlation Shay. like we'll just do it that way but I don't have a magic wand so we'll have to fuck around and keep doing this podcast until it uh, happens <clears throat> okay, um, speaking of fucking around and finding out, my buddy Alex Jones has not been having a good couple months. Nope. Um, so, just to recap, since we haven't done a podcast in a while, uh, Alex Jones has lost uh, four defamation suits uh, from the ha- Sandy Hook parents. Um, um, it might be as high as six or seven, but it's hard to track down. 
because these are not federal cases. They're in different states. But he's lost several in, in Kentucky. Or, I'm sorry, Texas, and several in Connecticut. Um, Alex Jones has money, um, so they can come at him for this shit. Um, uh, one of the people that he got, there was a book. There was a book that was written called "Nobody Died at Sandy Hook." I can. I want. I'm gonna look this up because uh, I can't pronounce this guy's name off the top of my head. Um, it's like Wolfgang Halpert. Wolfgang. Da, 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 da. Fetzer. Yeah. Wolfgang Halpert. Yeah. And Wolfgang Halpert and, and Fetzer, Jim Fetzer, wrote a book called Nobody Died at Sandy Hook. Um, and they lost a lawsuit for $450,000. Um, so what Jones is worried about is he's looking at $500,000 or up for each one of these court cases that he just fucking tanked. Um, so he's uh, panicking. He's, he's very panicked about, um, you know, how he's going to pay for this stuff. Um, so that one of the things that was kind of under the radar, um, one of, one of um, Alex Jones's lackeys, Owen Schroyer, he has the show that comes on after InfoWars called The War Room. Um, he also lost a summary judgment um, for the same defamation cases. And the um, lawyer, if you listen to lawyers talk about it, they talk about how Alex Jones has you know assets that they can go at for a um, uh, for a lawsuit. But Owen Schroyer is much younger; he doesn't have the millions of dollars that Alex has. So they're just talking about how he's just going to be fucking wrecked for the rest of his life. Like he'll have this judgment over his head that he can never pay off, and he'll never be able to like finance a new car as long as he lives, which is kind of funny. But yeah, fuck him. You know, man, I love that because like. For the first time in my life, I'm making like it, it's funny because because my podcast is on more um, places than Alex Jones. Although YouTube may pull us down because we're too fucking real for the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm trying my damnedest. Man, to, I to, as soon as I like, paid off my debt and started uh, and my credit score jumped up, I I can't get people to stop trying to give me car and house loans. Right. Like right. exactly. Yeah. Like, and then and, and then Alex Jones is gonna have to go to <laughs> go to one of those real shady like car dealerships where they can accept you, give you financing for any, no matter what you who you are, because the right, the, right. the interest rate on your car loan is like fucking twenty percent. Right. 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 <laughs> or he's gonna have to just go from one used car to another one. Oh yeah. Um. Now Alex Jones has seen. I think he's seen this on the horizon for a while. I and would be willing to bet he's probably got some money stashed away somewhere. Well, I would, I would, I would agree and disagree because I, I and we will discuss this. This is this is kind of the point I'm going to make here is that I think Alex Jones is is doing a Brewster's Million situation here. Yeah, he's trying to burn through all the cash he has and assets he has, and so that if they come at him. They can take a big white chunk out of his ass, white, big wet chunk out of his ass, and he can still, like, he can walk away from it or limp away from it. Yeah. <clears throat> but, so, um, to that point, um, Alex Jones used to do, like, a thing called a money bomb. And what he would do is whenever um, his finances were getting kind of stretched thin at InfoWars, he would do a 24 or 48-hour broadcast, which meant that they would be live for a day or two. And it would just be, you know, they would air special reports. They would do interviews. They'd get every dickhead asshole that can come on there. Like, you know, 
Um, I know I don't know if you know this or not, but Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I know. Twice, it's very yeah. yeah. He's he's uh, and that, that's what what was really hard for me about that is I'm not really sure if he was always that crazy or wasn't and went crazy because I know he's always been a really weird eccentric guy. Like that's just Billy Corgan, yeah. but I don't I don't know if he was always one of those dudes until his later years. Well. I am a person who can separate the artist from their art. Oh, because, I, 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 yeah. Let's be clear. I do not care. Um, yeah. Um, because I have a greatest hits uh, from Smashing Pumpkins and that album fucks. Um, and Cor- Billy Corgan can go live on air and Infowars and say he's seen somebody transform into a lizard person before his eyes. All he wants, but 1979 is still a great song. Um, um, but yeah, so like they would just do these 24, 48 hour long things where it was just. Aaron special reports, having on guests, and just pushing the product. Commercial after commercial after commercial. Just 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 try to drive as much traffic to the InfoWars store as they could to just get a big fat fucking lump of money. And believe it or not, Shay, it always seemed to be around tax time. Yeah. Because Alex Jones probably saw on the horizon, he was like, man, I'm going to have a big fucking tax bill, and they would do these money bombs. Well, you can only do that so many times before people are like, fuck you. Where'd all that whatever. money I gave you go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so Alex Jones is looking down the barrel of anywhere between, let's say, 2 and $4 million plus worth of settlements next year. So... Um, he is, he has said for years, he's going to sell his house. He said he bought a really big house that appreciated value for the sole reason to sell it when Infowar needs to sell it. He says he just sold his house. Um, um, you can take that with a grain of salt. I don't believe him. Yeah. Um, but what he is doing, and I don't know if you saw the news or not, but his wife was arrested on Christmas Eve for domestic battery. Yeah, I like, did see that. Um, yeah, she, and he had said it was a, a medication imbalance or something. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, and I, I it, oh man, that that is where hmm, the true character is forged in fire adversity, Justin. Because I would love to make jokes about it. it was wife beating the piss out of him, but there's a lot of men in this country who are abused by their wives, and it's not cool. But it's also I hate Alex Jones. Right. So it, it's right. It's, uh, well. So Alex Jones went on his Alex Jones went on his um on his radio on his his transmission today yeah. to talk about how um maybe I have it saved here um how it was all a weird um it was weird uh his his wife had, had surgery she was on several medications and she just lost connection with reality who she was and you know attacked him um, like you said, there are a lot of men out there that are that get the shit whipped out of them by their by their significant others. It's not cool. <clears throat> Domestic violence is never cool. But what Jones is saying happened is not what hap- it was said was happened by the police report. Apparently, his his um, uh, his wife beat him about the head and face with a polished uh, a polished wooden um, club. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking baseball bat. Yeah. Um, when the cop showed up, his hair was was red and wet. Meaning, like, they're thinking he took a couple blows to the head and his head was bleeding. Um, In the police report, he said that his wife... um, So, basically, the police report says that they were bathing their daughter. He has a young daughter. She's, like, four now. Um, They were bathing her daughter, and an argument erupted. His wife accused him of cheating on her. And then, apparently, 
started to hit him with a shampoo bottle, which burst open and got in his eyes. And then she chased him around the house with a big rock that she threw it at his head. Missed. Uh, police found the, it's like a big paperweight. Um, they found it in the bedroom where he said it would be. She apparently had uh, hit him about the head and face with a, a the police report says polished club, um, which, uh, you know, I'm thinking baseball bat. But the whole thing started because she said he was cheating on her and he denied it. And so like that, that is, that is different than what he's saying happened. Um, so he's saying that she was just high off her medications and, and, and went crazy. This is saying there was an actual argument about him being unfaithful, which would track because he started banging her while he was married to his first wife. Um, but, um, but then apparently she was, uh, when police arrested her, she had a strong odor of alcohol on her breath. So she was, she'd been drinking apparently on medication. So that can, that can really, you know, whack you out. But uh, when they tried to handcuff her, she was very insistent on not being arrested, uh, broke free of the handcuffs, started kicking police officers and taking swings at them. So, you know, so she was she was uh, as in, in in her cups, as my friends would say. But um, but yeah, that's not what, you know, Alex Jones is, of course, lying about that. But so that's happening right now. Totally. Um, if you were to ask me, Shay, I would say that uh, she would find out that. um Uh, you would find out that she was uh, upset that um, Alex Jones has probably financially ruined them for a generation or two and was mad at him and then maybe also found out he was cheating on her. So, you know, that's not good either. Yep. But but as it stands now, uh, Alex Jones is doing a bunch of shit to make up money. Um, we haven't talked at all about um, Alex Jones uh, and uh, – just as a side note, Alex Jones and Roger Stone were subpoenaed by the January 6th committee uh, to testify before Congress. Yes. Um, both of them had said they were going to plead the fifth, which means you did something. You you fucking did it. That, um, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, again, I, I, keep, I hate to sound like a fascist, but right. if you've not done anything wrong, then you have nothing to hide. And, like, 90 – like – that phrase, you know, people, you know, that phrase, if you come knock on my door and ask if you can search my door, my house without a warrant, and I say no, and that's your response, fuck you. But in this case, it's totally applicable. Right. But you know and, Alex and, was and also in the history of uh, Roger Stone's criminal past and all this shady shit oh, yeah. he's involved with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he, I mean, and I, I don't know, you know. I assume then the legal fight then continues, and then he's going to try to like fight, and they're going to come after him, and that he knows that, and they probably knew that when they subpoenaed him. Like, well, there's no way he's gonna, he's not going to just be like, "Fuck you." Oh yeah, but. Alex Jones and Roger Stone are going to turn this into a kangaroo court and make it their publicity stunt, left and right, so they can raise money for their defense. Um, but one of the interesting things is that Alex Stone, uh, Alex Stone, Jesus Christ, Fortean slipped there. Um, Alex Jones has sued the January 6th committee claiming that the committee is not uh, legally viable because, and I quote, uh, Liz Cheney is not a real Republican. So therefore That's, there's not. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, above the law.com uh, did, did a great breakdown of this, um, of this lawsuit and how stupid it is. And, and their title is Alex Jones sues January 6th committee citing the compelling legal argument of you ain't my daddy. 
<laughs> so Alex Jones is suing. What what he really is doing is he's suing the January 6th committee to block uh, the January 6th committee from getting a subpoena for his uh, text and phone records from his cell phone provider. And so is and and another person that's doing this is Ali Alexander. Um, are you aware of the, you know that guy? Have you heard that name before? I know the name, but that doesn't it doesn't uh, bring up any specific imagery or whatever, as it were. Ali Alexander is the per, um, he 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 fashions himself as an ac- uh, activist, a political activist. He was the guy who started the the um, uh, Stop the Steal movement. Okay. Um, he kind of uh, Al uh, shit. Um, Roger Stone started it a couple years ago, um, and he just kind of piggybacked off of it and Al, uh, and Roger Stone has worked with Ali Alexander. Ali Alexander is a like well, wait here, let me share my screen. This is a picture of him. I got a picture of Ali Alexander is the um Ali Alexander is the uh uh darker skinned gentleman, Indian looking um I don't think he's black. He's he's um Pakistani, I believe. But, I would have just said the guy on the right, but okay. No, the guy on the right. The guy on the... <laughs> well, there's a bunch of people in this picture. Oh, I guess, yeah, that's true. But yeah, the yeah, only not white guy in this picture you're showing me, for sure. Well, yeah, so, so Ali Alexander is on the right, and the guy on the left is um, uh, is uh, uh, Nick Fuentes, uh, uh, just out-and-out white nationalist, complete shithole, um, asshole. But like Ali Alexander, he's a, he's a convicted felon. He did um, he did some time for uh, credit card fraud and credit card theft before. So nice. he's not he's not a stand up dude. Um, he's the one that planned the January six rallies, the the speeches and everything like that. And he is already he's already committed to uh, um, cooperate with the January six committee. But he is also suing the January six committee, saying that they are not legally able to get his records and whatnot. Um, uh, they are all, um, I'm going to show you something here real quick. Um, you know what give send go is no, uh, give send go is a conservative, basically Christian Christian, um, a version of uh, GoFundMe. So like if you're going to do a GoFundMe and you are like a racist asshole, you'll get kicked off of GoFundMe. And then what you do is you go to go, you go to give send go. Because they don't really kick anybody off. Um, oh. Okay. So right now, so what I'm showing you, Shay, is the Gibson Go for Ali Alexander to is pay is Gibson Go the same one as the is that because there's like a real Christian folk. Yeah, this, this is, is it. it. Okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't it. remember the name, but I have seen some hysterical. Um, wait, what is the Legal Defense Fund for? John yeah. Eastman. Okay. Yeah, so Gibson Go does does a lot of the conservative. If you're kicked off of um, GoFundMe, you go to Gibson Go. And Alexander, the screen I'm showing you, he he has a monthly goal of forty thousand dollars to pay all of his legal fees and his defense. Um, the total raise is like thirty thousand dollars, but that was last month. This month at zero because they suspended the campaign because he's a you know uh, probably going to be a felon. But like all these people are just trying to scrape up money to fight this shit. And Alex is no different. And this is where it gets fun. Alex Jones is doing some of the dumbest stuff to make money. And this is why I think it's a um, Brewster's Million situation. Because right now, Alex Jones is doing three things that just scream, I need I need a sack of money I can give these people so they don't take everything I fucking own. You know, I just need 
I need a big pot of money so when they come for me, I can hand it to them and they don't take my car and my house and my underwear. Yes. You know? And uh, so what, what, what Alex Jones is doing is he's got um, – let's go through these one by one. All right. Alex Jones has his own gifts and go, which is – I have it bookmarked. I check it every now and then. Um, Alex Jones is called Save InfoWars Legal Defense Fund. Here, I'll share my screen so Shay can see it too. Um, you can Google this. It's just, you know, gifts and go. Alex Jones will come up. Um, Save InfoWars Legal Defense Fund. He is asking for $2 million. $2 million. Uh, he has currently raised about a little over $343,000, which is 17% of his goal. And, uh, yeah, it's... Um, a lot of people are donating $1,776, which I think is pretty cool. I don't, I don't give a shit. I think that's nice. But, so Alex Jones... Not Nancy strong. Wright. She donated 25 bucks. that cheap bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, like, Alex Jones is just straight up begging for money. Now, on his show, he just constantly talks about how you have to go to uh, donations, everything like that. He, he just, he's just begging for money because he knows he's got to get this war chest together to just give to the fucking Sandy Hook parents. So he's got he's got to give us and go. Easy. What's that? Ten God, a show. lot of these are really depressing. It's like, honestly, a lot of these are people who've died of COVID and need money for funerals oh, and yeah, shit. Like, yeah. this is a I'm bummer, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's heart-wrenching. Um, uh, now, so he's, he's just begging for money. Now, the other thing that Alex Jones is doing is uh, Alex Jones is selling a um, 1776 Founders coin. Now, Shay, you might ask, what the hell is a, a Founders coin? Oh, uh, I have seen this. And I would ask you the same question. What the hell is a Founders coin? So Alex Jones is selling a one-ounce 1776 Founders member round. It's a it's a coin. Um, An ounce of silver costs $21, Justin. Well, the last time I Googled it, it was twenty six fifty. It's twenty one oh one right now, so it's gone really? down. Okay. It's gone down. But but so, this this one of a kind collectible that they're making millions of will only go up in value. Right, right. Well, okay. So it's it's a it's a one ounce silver round. It's a coin. On one side is an eagle, and it says um, it says in Latin, um, the um, sick sick uh, sick president tyranny or whatever the, whatever the fuck thing uh, John Wilkes Booth yeah. said before he shot. Yeah, um, six semper uh, tyrannus. Yeah, six semper tyrannus, and then it has, a, and then it says founding member on it. It's got an eagle in seventeen seventy six on one side. On the other side, it has King George killing a dragon. Don't know fucking why. Alex Jones says that it it symbolizes uh, protecting children from pedophiles. Okay, um, but like Shay says, um, when I googled it, it was twenty six dollars and fifty cents worth of silver. Uh, Shay says it's what twenty one. Oh one, yeah. Yeah, twenty one dollars. Um, Alex Jones says that with the silver and the box and you know all and the, and the packaging because you get a little box. No, I I, I I will. That it's not just raw silver. It's been processed. There's people that right. had to make it. It's been printed. It's been minted. I get that. I'm just saying, the amount of silver in that coin is worth twenty one dollars. Yeah, the silver the coin the amount of silver the amount of silver in that coin is worth. $21. I understand how production works. Don't Alex complain Jones about it on YouTube. Right. I, um, God, Alex I Jones says he's got. Long. Alex Jones says he's got thirty six dollars in this whole thing. Uh, they sell for one twenty nine ninety nine, and people have called into the show to bitch about this. And Alex Jones has told them that it's like buying a war bond to help him fight the globalists. Mm-hmm. Um, he says there's only going to be ten thousand of these sold, so they'll be very. 
very rare. Now, what Shea is doing right now is holding up his Kim Jong-il, uh, Donald Trump. Is that Kim Jong-un? I don't fucking know one of them. Yeah, the Korean coin with with Donald Trump. I still can't believe somebody stole the first one you bought me. Well, hopefully they needed it. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully they sold it and bought food for their families. Right. Um, So so Alex Jones, is if he sells all 10,000, which he said, now this is so much fun, Shay. I listened to the show and he's like, uh, you know, we're we're gonna sell a lot of these in like three days, maybe even two days, because everybody's gonna want to have them. You don't want to support Infowars. Blah, 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 blah. Um, like a week and a half later, he's like, "Now we still got some of these coins left." So like, they're not selling like he thinks they are. If he sells all of them, that's a million dollars. So great, good, good on you. You got you're one fourth of your way to not being in the poor house when they come take all your money. This third thing he's doing is a new class called Reset Wars. He calls this a class. I'm showing Shay the the store, uh, the link to it on on the Infowars store. It's called Reset Wars. It's a six hour class, quote quote unquote class, where he steps through how you can reprogram your brain from all the bad programming that's been in there since childhood. So this is that metaphysical horseshit where we were born as blank computers, and then people put in their own programs in our brain, you know, aka taught us stuff, and. If you watch this this class, it will help you delete the viruses that are in your brain and, and help you become a more actualized human. It's a bunch of quantum mechanical horse shit that they don't understand. He uh, he teamed with this um, this guy named uh, Jake. Not I, I want to say Jake Busey, but it's Jason Busey, I believe. Um, but uh, he, the guy's a hypnotist. He's like he's got a bunch of like videos on YouTube that tells you how to get rich and be like a more powerful mind, right? But he's his his you know he's a hypnotist, quote unquote. And like they just dis- they discuss things that are like observables. Like your bank account is an observable, meaning that every time you look at it, you affect it. So if you just stop looking at your bank account, you'll stop being poor. Is what they're saying. That's objectively not how that works. This is not exactly. This is not Schrodinger's cat, guys. This is right. My, I, I know. I know exactly how much money goes in there because I know how much money I get every two weeks. <laughs> right. Like this. That's not how math works. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So Alex Jones is selling the six-hour. This is selling the six-hour class, quote unquote, for. Uh, two hundred and seventy-nine, two hundred ninety-seven dollars, but it's twenty-five percent off now. So for two hundred twenty-two dollars and seventy-five cents, you get six hours of what is basically a dumber version of Alex's show. Man, that it's is... just it's it's all of these like metaphysical bullshit videos of him just like standing out and in, in, in him standing out in like a creek talking. And man, I wonder how much of his shit is like, so he says he, how much of it's that classic uh, There's a name for it, but the sales technique where like, okay, I've got this car. I want to get $30,000 for it. I put $45,000 in the price sticker because you're going to talk me down. And then I'm actually going to get what I want. Oh, every, every bit of it. Every uh, bit like, of it. so like, he's like, I need a million dollars. Like, well, does he really need a million dollars? Does he need like 300,000 bucks or whatever? Well, it's okay. like, I want to know how is... much of it is that because people, they wouldn't do this shit if people didn't buy it. Right, right. Because it costs, um, it does cost money to produce content, no matter how shitty that con- Well, that's not true. Well, no, there's technically a cost associated with, with what we do, but there's some equipment and stuff. It's like three hundred dollars total, but right, um, a year, yeah, a year or whatever. It's nothing, but but I mean, it does cost money to produce content, no matter how shitty that content is on some level. So like, they're not going to do, they're not going to set money on fire to put these products up if people don't buy them. Which, in its own right, it's kind of a terrifying thought. There's still people buying shit, but whatever. Right. Now, to 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 your question, yes, um, 
there is everything that Alex Jones offers is discounted drastically. Um, because if everything is, you know, it's sixty dollars, then he offers it for thirty, you know, offers it for thirty percent off. Um, you know, it, it's all like, like go to New Borders, it, man. Hey, man, we priced this DVD at fifty bucks, and it's on sale for nineteen ninety nine. But that's just the price of it. That's that's MSRP. Right. That's Ex- you assholes. Exactly. Exactly. Everything's like that now. I used to shoplift so much from Borders when I was a kid. Well, yeah, yeah, we all did. Yep. Shit like that. Um. Here, let me do this for you. Let me pull. Let me just play. Let's just play a couple seconds or minutes of the info intro. Yeah, can you see my screen, Jay? Everything going yep. okay? All right. So this is this is the. If you just type in resetwars.com, this is the the um, this is what pops up. It's a seven minute video. We're not going to watch all of it. I'm just going to you know let, let you hear the tone and what gravitas Alex Jones thinks he's bringing to this project. And to Shay's point, Shay, I want you to observe the the studio that Alex Jones is sitting and doing this shit. And that might give you a tip on why he needs uh, all this money to keep his shit rolling. Because it's not us sitting at two computers, having a couple beers, talking about fucking, you know, trippy bullshit. So here we go. Our future can be extremely bright. Our society can become the equivalent of heaven on earth compared to what the globalists are promoting and pushing. A world where every human is able to flourish and prosper so they can enjoy the world in a way God intended. However, the future can also be very dark, nightmarish. The way he trims his beard bothers me. It very easily yeah. can become a living version he really of follows hell that, like, on Earth. Neck beard Which problem. path society ends up going down is dependent on you and I together. Yes, you watching this video. You see... What you have to realize is that you're part of something so vast that it's hard to comprehend. I like to point out he's wearing a I know when you look well, so. at an evil and large group of powerful individuals, you may think, what difference does it make what I say or what I do? He also can't and that's tell exactly what the sick him right now. <laughs> and twisted elites with a demonic agenda want you to think. They want you to think... Demonic agenda. That he really believes he's fighting the Christian that devil. you don't matter but you do in fact you're amazing and that their plan is invincible but it's not but this is just not the case they're not invincible you see if enough people think they don't matter and they can't change anything then yes their wicked plan to create hell on earth can and will happen but if enough people take matters into their own spiritual and personal hands and make the decision that they can make a difference and they can fight back against the corrupt powers in charge, then without a doubt, we can defeat these power-hungry elites. Now the question is, how do we do this? How can you make sure they don't win? Well, that's why I'm here talking to you today. My name is Alex Jones. And I'm going to assume, if you're watching this video, you already know who I am. You may have seen me on my own show, InfoWars, where every week we show tens of millions of people the truth behind what's actually going on in the world. Or you've probably seen me on my shows with my good friends like Joe Rogan and others. We're collectively across... That's enough of that. 
Ugh. Um, like you get the tone he's going for there, right? Like he's the, he's the savior. He's going to teach you how to do this, and he's sitting in a giant fucking studio in front of a desk that would put CNN to shame, and and the entire back wall is is an LCD screen for him. Um. So so yes, he. To answer your question, Shay, he does need that money because he has said on air that it costs $5 million a month to run InfoWars. And I'm pretty sure, one, I don't believe that. I don't no, I don't buy Alex that either. I, I don't trust Alex Jones as far as I can fucking throw him. But also, I have to assume that his entire business is cash in, cash out. Yeah. You know, cat, you know supplement money in. Uh, bullshit classes I'm teaching in, like whatever it is, cash in, cash out. Yeah, and the reason he's so fucked is because he would not show uh, in the in in discovery for the the cases in Texas and, and Connecticut. He would not show the um, business records that they asked for, and hence got a summary judgment. Because I'm almost positive if he, if he showed the business records that they asked for, it would show that. In inside of Infowars, they know that they sold way more bone broth when he talked about how the parents of Sandy Hook were fucking liars and yeah. the kids then died than when he didn't. And that's why they pushed that shit. Like that's what's in those documents that Alex Jones was afraid to show the uh, the you know, the parents of Sandy Hook um, um, victims. So yeah, that's that's that, that's the big question, Shay. What is the what is the overhead? What's the price tag? Because if Alex Jones can execute on all these things and maybe raise five or six million dollars, like the day to day operations might still happen, but he can just get he'll just have to give that fucking money to the Sandy Hook parents. Like it's it's it's, it's going to be just a big wet chunk out of his ass. And I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I got it. I wonder. Um... I just I want I want to know what's gonna happen to him. Like I, my next, then he, my next thing is he's probably gonna end up as like a fucking uh, <laughs> a uh, fucking um, it'll be a pyramid scheme where he's like he's just like all right I'll tell you what I'll help you set up your own Infowars show. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? That's that's not a bad like tack for him to take. But what would be easier? Because Alex Jones is a great order. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh, for sure. That. Well, we just listened to two and a half minutes, and he said fucking nothing. No, no, absolute gibberish nonsense, right? And he's he, ta- really he good talks just... a lot, but he doesn't say anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's just and if you listen to his show regularly, like I do, you realize that like what he says is just is nonsense on top of nonsense, and like everybody that goes on his show just yes ands him. Like he'll say something like absolutely fucking crazy. Like yeah, I mean we all know. Anthony Fauci sawed head the the heads off dogs and used those to grow COVID and who whatever dipshit that they have sitting on the other side of the table is like yeah you're right and and they just add to it right yep. it's just yes anding everything um oh fuck he had some guy on the other day I was driving home and the guy was like I mean we all know that Henry Ford fuck I don't know why I couldn't come up with Henry Ford earlier today there it is but, I I didn't right. offer any help either so right now um um. But uh, one of one of his uh, guests was like, "Yeah, Henry Ford did blah 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 in the '80s. That's how that's how recently that happened." I was like, "Henry Ford was not alive in the '80s. Like, I'm just driving my car and I know that's wrong. Like, I didn't even have to Google it. I know Henry Ford was not fucking alive in the '80s. He was like born in like the 1860s or some shit. You know, he invented the Model T in like ni- in 1900. You know, um, but like that guy said that, and Alex goes, "Yeah, of course, well, everybody knows that." Yeah. No, no, you just said. 
some complete horror shit, and everybody in the room just nods along. So yeah, that that's how he does this. But he can talk like that for as long as he has to. So the 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 tack that he really should do is become an evangelical like. Um, oh man, he can make just, he'd make so much money. Exactly. With that yeah, that's, just so I'll I'll be honest with you, man. When I was looking for work, I was thinking like maybe I could become a become, could become a televangelist. I'm I'm pretty quick on my feet when I need to be in terms of like, you know, speaking and making shit up. So that's you know right. And Alex Jones gets everything about the Bible wrong, and and you don't even and have then, to read it. Again, and then right? somebody in my congregation, air quotes, would find recordings of this podcast. And then I could <laughs> I could do that thing where I say that I was a Satanist and I didn't believe in this stuff right. until I found Jesus and you need to give me twenty dollars. <laughs> right. He'll say everybody loves everybody loves the the redemption story. Exactly. Right. No, that that should be Alex Jones's. I don't think Alex Jones has the wherewithal to start a pyramid scheme and keep it going. No. But I think he could totally like he would. Pro- that's way too much work for Alex. What he likes to do is show up a little late for a show, play a 20-minute video that some other that some other asshole made that makes no sense, and then then just bullshit his way through three hours. You could do that as a as a evangelical like tent minister. That's on the interwebs forever. I mean, they have a whole channel on cable for that shit. So, yeah, no, that that's what's happening. It's super hilarious and. Every day just keeps getting better. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, fun stuff. What are we watching, Shay? Uh, I, I, I know you're I know you're a big big uh, a big fan of, of I say Spider Man. I like to say it Phil like it's Spider Man. Um Phil Spider Man. Yeah, Phil Spider Man. Um that's a that's a French joke. Spider-Man, that, no, that's a yeah, French joke French. by the way, because we're both uh white dudes between thirty five and forty. Um Right. But uh uh Spider-Man No Way Home yeah. was great. Oh, my God. It was so good. Like, that was one of those movies that I, I was like, all right, this is probably going to be fun. Okay, so here, my main concern going into it was, if you remember Spider-Man 3, puke noise, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3, it right. was too busy. Too it had, like, three villains, one Spider-Man, and it was awful. And it was such a hot mess, narratively. Everything about it was terrible. Um, Spider-Man... No Way Home somehow managed to, you know, spoilers ahead, uh, managed like six villains and three Spider-Men from multiple universe universes, right. and, and, it, and, and, and it and it and somehow bounced. It was all fucking awesome. I I'm 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 gonna go see it again. Actually, we might, you know, maybe we should go see it again at some point. But uh, I'm, I'm, we should go see it when we're in uh, Florida. Yeah, Dad's which, not gonna listen to this. No, Dad's not gonna listen to this. Um. Uh, he's got this will be the one episode that Dick Bag listens to. Uh, but uh, that old piece of shit. And he'll no, have to turn it up yeah, to eleven. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm so sorry we blew out your speakers just now. Um, but no, I, I yeah, we absolutely should see that. I, I honestly, the more I think about it, I think it's my favorite Marvel film, which is to say, which is separate to say it's the best, but it also may be the best Marvel film. Um, on a stand, I mean, yeah, Endgame and Infinity War are fucking incredible, but those build up on like. 10 years of movies like yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah but yeah. The, the 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 sheer fact that they brought back all the original actors and all that shit and it was so fucking good and like legit good not like oh it was good for a comic book movie no like that movie has some fucking heart-wrenching scenes in it um yeah. uh well, and, it, and, it's fucking and one incredible. of the things the one of the things i like it like you said they bring back all the original actors and they're all such great actors so i'm not talking dude, about like, i gotta say this and i don't know if you know this about me but i have 
a very deep respect and love. I fucking love William Dafoe and almost everything he's in. He's in in everything. Like, even if he's in a movie that's awful, William Dafoe is knocking it out of the park and clearly having more fun than anybody on set. Um, I, if you want to watch... Just watch watch Boondock Saints. Yeah, exactly. I just watched, uh, for the first time, The Lighthouse the other day. And let me tell you, Uh if you want to see a movie that you can watch and go, objectively, that was a good film. I did not enjoy that, and we'll never watch that again. The Lighthouse yeah, of yeah, Brian yeah, yeah. I, I, it, right. I see why people like it, it. He's incredible in that. His Green Goblin in this was so fucking good. And all over the place. All over the place. I love how they portrayed it more like mental illness. And then right. I love that scene where his spider sense is going off in the apartment, and he can't figure out where it's coming from. And, and then it's just you realize it's like, oh, it's so fucking good. Right. And then by the end of the movie, he's basically wearing the classic Green Goblin costume. With the, with just the purple weapons, hood just and weapons, weapons everywhere. Weapons just, and, oh, I weapon, fucking, yeah, just, just attached to every square inch. Love that shit. It was so fucking good. I, I, um, so, uh, Rachel and I watched the, 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 um, Sony Spire, the, uh, I'm something of a scientist myself. Yeah, all right. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, we watched the, the first two with, with, um, yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Sam Raimi ones. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, Rachel is. Maybe Tom Holland's. Three... Okay, so Rachel's seen all three uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Okay. There's only two of those from... movies, but yeah. What? No, there's three. Right? I, I remember they said they wanted to write a three, but they just couldn't get it together, so they never filmed know. it. S- Sa- S- the Sam Raimi with Tobey Maguire. There's three of those. No, there's not, Justin. There's only two. Just like there was never. Toby... They never. They never did that Indiana Jones movie with Shia LaBeouf either. You, you tell me, Tobey Maguire was not in Spider-Man three, where where he wore. The Are you telling suit? me you're not picking up on the joke that that movie was so bad I refuse to acknowledge it exists? Oh, God damn it! Anyway, that was, that was it, a bad joke. Yeah, that that, bad I joke. didn't say it was good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and then Rachel, but she had not seen. Um. Oh shit! What's the the guy the 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 first Sony? They did two of them. Amazing Spider-Man. What the hell? Yeah, is that? the Amazing oh, Spider-Man one and two. Yeah. What What's his? Uh. uh Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. the Spider-Man in those. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew Garfield. So she had not seen those. And when Andrew Garfield comes in as as you know another interdimensional Spider-Man, she's like, "Who's that?" I was like, "Oh, he's." And I'm like, "I'm like whispering to her this during the movie," and she and I loved his approach to it. Like he was like, "You know, I lost my, uh, I lost my." Uh, he fucking knocked it out of the park because yeah. like it's and I've always said this about those movies. He's an awful Peter Parker. He's an excellent Spider-Man. He's 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 funny. He's witty. He's charming. He's awesome. Right. But when he was Peter Parker in those movies, he was he was basically just Spider Man, but not in his clothes. Yeah, and, he, and I, which is not that's why I like Tom Holland so much because he is the very classic like awkward dorky loser kid. Right. When he's not in the suit, then he puts the suit on and he's cracking jokes and beating everybody's ass. Like I love that shit. Um, and I also love how the ending of that movie sets us up because the way the memory wipe works, they can do they can go back and do all these classic Spider-Man stories, mm-hmm. you know, and it and it resets it back to the beginning because he doesn't have because I've always ha- kind of had an issue. And I'm only picking at this because Spider-Man is one of my favorite comic book heroes. I've always kind of hated how he was brought into the MCU under Tony Stark's wing and had all the gadgets yeah. and stuff from Tony Stark. I understand why they did it. They had to catch him up to the rest of the MCU because right. he came in kind of last minute. for. His, I, I understand all that. But I love now we're in a place where nobody knows who – well, not really – anyway, spoilers. Nobody knows even who Peter Parker is. They definitely don't right. know he's Spider-Man, and he's making costumes in his, his – broke ass apartment living room with a sewing machine which and, is the same apartment that Tommy McGuire lives in yes and has yeah no spe- he doesn't have the iron spider suit he doesn't have right. all that shit behind him which I, I I really I really hope at some point we get a good well, film version uh, of the scorpion that's that's my dream 
Well, okay. I, 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 uh, a couple points of what you just said. A, yes, we need the scorpion because I always enjoyed how the scorpion was created because it was the you know, quote unquote the the natural predator of the spider. Yeah. And they so they always find a big, big, uh, just hulking dude, and they give him the the powers, the many of the same powers Spider-Man has: strength, agility, but augmented with the big robotic tail, which yeah. is always going to be cool. I Spider-Man was never a, like the dude for me. Me, I, I got into the Spider Verse, quote unquote. Excuse me, through Venom. Yeah, Venom was my guy. So one of the things. I think you're super correct. And it's like, we haven't seen a movie. We kind of did with this one. Like when, when you give Spider-Man the iron spider suit to catch him up with the MCU, like you just said, he has all the resources of the Avengers, right? What you don't see is when he's just a kid with like a stupid sweatpants on yeah. and just kicking the same amount of ass. You, you see a and, little bit of that in the first Marvel Spider-Man movie, but then they really yeah. quickly move o- and move over to him having, uh, like Tony Stark behind him as a supporter. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All the tech and and the and the, the comic that actually always always solidifies that for me is is the original Civil War comic by Marvel. Um, there's a there's a scene where um, Spider Man is fighting side by side with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, in that, and Spider Man takes out like eight dudes. Like he's like swinging between them, punching them, kicking, just doing all the Spidey shit he always does, right? And he lands beside miss marvel and she's like wow that's impressive and he's like someone called amazing <laughs> like he just he just lands that joke right? and and it, yeah it's just him being spider-man this was just like it like that that like couple pages solidified it for me but no i agree with you absolutely fantastic movie love the shit out of it um we walked out and rachel said uh we have to watch um she she doesn't know Andrew Garfield, oh, uh, you know, his name. Those but, movies, I, I'm, I'll oh. take that back. She knows his name. I can't keep her. I can't remember it, but I told her, she's like, I want to watch those two. I was like, deal. They're, they're not good. good. I like them. I, I don't. I, 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 they're like, they're, they're, they're just like, I, th- those are not great, but they, uh, I really, I, I, there's so much about those movies I don't like, but I like him I as Spider-Man. Him the third. Well, I, that's never going to happen. Um, nah, I know, but uh, uh, I, I, there's so much about those movies um, I don't like, but I like him as Spider-Man, like specifically, like he's yeah. he is a good Spider-Man. I don't think he looks. Yeah. His tall, oh yeah, he's, he's great. He's all gangly and tall and weird looking, and yeah. you know, but he he knocked it out of the park in that. I tell you what, I was also really excited about was uh, having Tobey Maguire in there because like you know, there's that scene where he you know because he shows up just in street clothes. And you, yeah. and my immediate assumption is like, okay, he's the oldest one of the three. He's going to offer some advice, and then he's going to bounce. He's not going to fight. And then there's that amazing scene. Where he's like, so are you going to like go into battle dressed as a cool youth pastor or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he pulls his collar down, and you see the spider suit underneath. And in the audience, you heard like six dudes in my age go, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that was awesome. I was like, Fuck yeah, dude. The like, scene, the scene that nailed it for me yeah. was when when he did the spider web out, out, out of his wrist? wrist. Yeah, and they were like, "Whoa, wait a minute, whoa!" Does it come out of like anywhere else? Other places? <laughs> Other places? <laughs> I like, no, I, would, I would pay for a three-hour movie of just the three of them sitting on a rooftop talking. Like that. Yeah, that yeah, scene oh, yeah. was incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, nah, man, you're you're when the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's being a bummer. He's like, I've got to fight any aliens. Like, uh. yeah. 
He's like, I'm not, I'm not even a good Spider-Man. He's like, hey, you're a, you don't say that. You're amazing. You're amazing Spider-Man. He's like, thanks, guys. And I love that because that yeah. was the title of his oh, So many good oh. end jokes in that fucking movie. Also, oh, yeah. rest in peace, hot Aunt May. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Um, uh, and until somebody tells me different. George uh, Costanza either, is Uncle Ben. Or Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. <laughs> I like George <laughs> Costanza better, but Joe Pesci works too. Those are two sides of the same yeah. joke for him. Yeah, right. Um, all right. So other other Marvel things we've watched. I finished Hawkeye too. You said you I did as well. It. I, I uh, Alex asked me about it, and I was like, "Yeah, there's a Hawkeye show. I don't really care." And then uh, um, I sat down one day and had nothing better to watch, and watched all six six episodes. Oh, that was the other thing. Seeing uh, what's his face as Matt Murdock in the MCU was fucking awesome. Oh. I well, I everybody in my theater was like, "Oh shit." And Rachel elbowed me, and she's like, I thought he was blind. It's like, I'll explain it later. Yeah, no, there's a whole TV show and everything. Um, and, it, you know, he, they've always – it's been very clear he's in the MCU because they mentioned the events of the movies in the Daredevil show, but they, he's never been on screen in one. So I right. hope to fuck they bring him in later for other shit. Um, it, he's just perfect for he's it. He's perfect. And that was a great – That was a great that scene. Was great. The, the catch in the rock. Yeah, so, is, so, is how'd you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. Um, really yeah, good but, lawyer. yeah, no, Hawkeye is fucking awesome. Um, it's – uh, what I really liked about it is they don't really get into it as much in the MCU movies just because, A, there's so much going on, and, B, he's only one of many characters. Uh, but they right. don't really get into all of his sillier trick arrows in those movies. Yeah. But, like, yeah. in the show, that there's that, in the shit. finale, there's the final scene at the skating rink where they use all the goofy, dumb arrows that he's got, and it's fucking great. And yeah. uh, I like there's that. Like magnet arrows. There's Ma- electric yeah, arrows. Yeah, the airbag or... arrows, just silly. Um you know, it'd have been funny to see her mess up the arrows and accidentally hit somebody with an acid arrow and melt them in half. But, uh, yeah, that was good. Fucking Vincent D'Onofrio. It's, it's Disney Plus. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I know. I'll tell you, you know why I was interested in Hawkeye is I, I, I lost interest. I wasn't interested. And then I powered up Disney Plus at Alex's house and whoever's account she was sharing had just been watching the most the uh, episode five and i accidentally clicked it and it started up the scene in episode five where he goes oh that's who we're looking for the kingpin and it shows vincent d'onofrio on the cell phone and i mean he went awesome and went back and started watching it oh (laughs) so good so badass i i have been a fan of vincent d'onofrio vincent d'onofrio is about six uh, Vincent, yeah, Vincent Navio. Better known as is, the Edgar suit in the original Men in Black, for those of you who don't know who we're exactly. talking about. Exactly, Edgar suit in the original Men, Men in Black, or... Um, ah, or is that bad? Yeah, sorry. Fucking love that Edgar movie. suit, oh, oh my god. He did that uh, uh, Law and Order, Criminal Mind shit, or Criminal Intent. Forum, yeah. and uh, Law and Order, Criminal Intent. Fucking crushing the was, inquisitive head tilt, you know. Yeah, right. And then he, uh, then he was also uh, Private Pile in... Um, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is he's like 6'4", or, I think. Yeah, he's 6'4". He's a big guy. He's about your size, he's actually. Inch, yeah, he's, a, he's about an inch taller than I am. But he, um, when they introduced him as the kingpin in Daredevil, you know, so to speak, that was that was the last big bad that Daredevil had He is 6'4", and weighs 280 pounds. Yeah, Just so for, he's, he's, a, he's a big boy, yeah. So he's about my size. Um and my he's great in that role because he plays uh uh Wilson Fisk as just and for those of you who are not you know into Marvel comics the character of the Kingpin is doesn't has no superpowers he is just a big ass physically strong dude 
He's just a physically big guy. He and looks and like also, what a... they don't touch on in that movie at all, if you're seeing it, don't know who he is, but also one of the most brilliant tacticians in that universe. Right. Like, he's just an amazing strategist who's always 100 moves ahead of everybody around him. Right. But he looks like just a big fat fuck, but all of, the, all of his fat is really muscle. He's just that big. He's hard to he's hard to fight because he's so strong and he's very good hand to hand combat and they really just do that in the the in, in the Marvel he just shows slaps people around and it's amazing right and Vincent Onofrio is a big guy so it's easy to translate that um, uh, Vincent Onofrio is an older guy so his his body type isn't like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger type of big it's like older guy big which which translates better to the kingpin type character but in the show in in daredevil he was just like you said just bench pressing 500 pounds slapping people through a wall and uh but in in hawkeye like in the last scene of like episode was it six, six the final six, scene yeah six like there's a car he just rips the door off the fucking hinges and then is like just literally like slamming this girl around with like by her ankles. Yeah, it's just, fucking yeah. it's really great. And I, I love that scene they where she, she hits him job. square in the chest with an arrow and he just snaps it off and then slaps her across the room. And it's and the thing I loved about him, too, was and, and well, OK, can I stop? Yeah. I, I don't I don't I hate to interrupt, but do you know why he could do that? Because he like one of his one of his um like pillars of his character is that all of his clothes because he's so big and he knows he can't move that fast, all um, almost all of his clothes are made out of Kevlar. I did not know that. That's hysterical. Yeah, that's that, fun. That, that's just like that's like a, a a thing. Like all of those suits that he wears, he's just like, go ahead, shoot me. I don't give a shit. He's, he knows he's wearing like three layers of Kevlar, and so when when that happened, like I saw that arrow hit, I was like, I know what's going on. He's just here. pink. He just slaps it off. Yeah. And he's like, I'm done. Yeah. And then yeah. there's uh yeah, he's there's the thing he does and he did this all through Daredevil too, which and this is just Vincent D'Onofrio was one of my favorite actors, so uh oh, he's, he's awesome. Um but uh he also has a um a great uncredited cameo in um fuck. I always mix it up. It's either uh is it, is it sinister with the guy that entra- gets the little kids to kill their parents, or is that insidious sinister yeah yeah when he when the oh no he he plays the, the uh, doctor the yeah professor. yeah they don't yeah. credit but he's just on the laptop in that one scene but anyway uh his uh, face twitching which, when he gets mad w- is fucking badass w- yeah which would have been a really great sequel with 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 vincent Nafrio seeing the images of uh, uh, uh whatever the fucking ghoul, thing was yeah cool or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we 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 could just uh, also one of my top ten favorite movies actually, and Sinister, the first one, is uh, year after year rated the scariest movie like verbatim, like when they hook people up to heart monitors. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan yeah. of that. Yeah, no, Vincent Offrey, uh fucks uh, in his role as the uh, ah uh, fucking but those facial twitches away. he does when he gets angry, where he makes like his cheeks well, and shit twitch. Right. It it looks so involuntary, but it is definitely a decision on the actor's part. It's so fucking good. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And also the way he delivers uh, the speech of the Kingpin is very stilted and jarring yeah. because he is, is not, you know, not, how wouldn't you say like people would want to say that he's on the spectrum, but it's just the way he relates to the mm-hmm. outside world. Like they, they developed the idea that he was, had some type of, um, autism or on the spectrum and daredevil, but they never really like, like how anybody say it. It's just you're like, he's different is the way they yeah. kind of try to put it out there. Um, 
but and and he he portrays that difference very well and it that coldness and then the, then he just breaks a guy in half it's 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 a great part of the show it's it's good stuff um so da, 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 da. um have you watched the witcher i have not um i want to and i i, I it was one of those things where i was like ah even if it's not that good i'll probably like it and uh the first season came out and I found out there was going to be a second season. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to wait till there's two seasons. So I'm probably, honestly, I'm going to download some of those episodes for my flight. Um, I think, okay. yeah, like I, I want to watch it, but I haven't sat down to watch it. So it's, I was, I was going to say that I watched the first season and it was good, but it was like going back. I was like, was I either that drunk or did I just not care? Because there's like parts of the story. I was like, what is going on here? Because me personally, I haven't played any of the Witcher games, not familiar with Witcher. Uh, this, see, now that's where um, you're different. I played Witcher uh, two a fair bit. And then, uh, the Witcher three came out and the Witcher three is probably one of the greatest open world. If not the best open world that's RPG what ever made. It's so fucking good. Um, the the combat in it is is almost like playing a fighting game there's so much timing to it and so it, it it's 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 very very good if you ever <laughs> want to play like a high fantasy game and really sink some time into it because you you can you could get it it's not it's a super narrative heavy but the action is really good um it's just overwhelming how much stuff there is to do go on wikipedia read the story for witcher one and two then start witcher three it's fucking incredible yeah, so that I, that's I, that's I, where I've thought I'm about doing that character. a lot yeah it's really yeah. fucking well, good I, I mean I know there's books that have been written like like most high fantasy that yeah like, it's based starts it's, on the uh, game. This is a Portuguese book or Polish I think. But anyway yeah, yeah. there are books yeah. But the books but, the books aren't even that that like you can crush all the they're not it's not like trying to pick up Wheel of Time they're a lot more accessible than that. Well we're gonna talk about yeah. that. Here I have not watched any but, of that show by the way but yeah. But um but yeah so I walked into The Witcher season one not knowing anything about the story just letting it wash over me. Um, I believe the problem was that I had was there's a lot of time jumps in the first season. Yes. And if you if you if you skim through the Wikipedia, which is what I did last night before I started The Witcher season two, I was like, I tried to watch The Witcher season one again, and I had the same feeling. I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and I don't know why I should give a shit about this guy. Yeah. The show is not convincing me. I should give a shit. What about is this Jim guy. trying to tell you? Because I can hear him in the background. Jim is trying to tell you that he's hungry, oh, okay. even though it's. It's like he was just fed. Yep. So, um, so anyway, like I watched see, I, I, I watched all season one. I enjoyed it. Really did like it. Don't don't get me wrong. Is very much. Are you kidding us, Jim? Really? Um, but uh, not you know, not trying to be that guy. I'm trying to see like that. Uh, you know, season one sucked or anything. I enjoyed it, but there were all these points where I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know why I should give a shit about this guy. Like. The show is not convincing me I should give a shit about this guy. And when I read through the synopsis of each episode of season one to kind of prep myself for season two, I, I it, it labeled all of the time jumps, which, I mean, I, I caught that we were jumping around yeah. through time, but there was no way that I would have known that we were at 1263 and then 12, you know, 12, you know, like the, the, those, those very specific times were not discussed in the show so i was like whatever i've read the second season's a little better about that and it's just overall just a better experience and you know what i agree i i am like three episodes into the second season and it it's a i, I would say it's 100 percent better of a story just because they're just telling one story than moving on yeah. to another story it's it's uh it's fun 
It's fun. And, of course, Henry Cavill is the king of the nerds. Man, so. I, I don't care what anybody says. He's awesome. I really liked him, and he's a great villain in that Mission Impossible movie that he was in. It's fucking okay. awesome. Um, I like his Superman, um, and he's also fucking uh, 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 <laughs> Gerald of Riviera. He's not reaching levels yeah. of Patrick Stewart where you're Captain Picard, Professor Xavier, and, and you know – like and I think he'll yeah, get there, you know, or like Ian McKellen, who's Gandalf and Magneto, right. but he's fucking still, yeah. I I fucking like Henry Cavill, and I yeah, that's that's on my list of stuff to watch. No, it's good, it's good. Now you said you have not watched The Wheel of Time. I have not. I I don't have a big attachment to it. I read the I read the oh god, I read enough of the first book to remember that trogs are a thing. And they trollics, trollics whatever, trollics. and they say blood and ashes a lot. Like, but other than that, I, I never got into it. And then it was one of those ones where when I came back to it, there's like all this. I just, I just have never fucked with it. it I is, know myself well enough to know I do not have the patience to finish that fucking series. Don't don't get me wrong. It is daunting. I, I agree with you. There are fifteen. There are fifteen books in the series. Um, we are talking about Robert Jordan's The Wheel yes. of Time. Um, all of my nerd ass friends have read it. And so, like, at one point we were out having beers, and um, Shay, to your credit, like, I, I got about five or six books in. I forget really how far That's I got impressive. in. Um, and it's uh, – my complaint was um, – so in the in – the, so, so for those of you who are not, not familiar with this at all, and Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time, uh, the, the point is is that the Wheel of Time turns, and it comes back to the same point in the, in the wheel – um, so, like, if you die, your soul will be spit back out by the wheel at some point, you know, and everybody's looking for, you know, like, if One your mom call died. That call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, so, um, and in the in this universe, there is a one power that people can touch and access to do things like, you know, basically they weave magic from their ability to touch the one, the one source, the one power. Oh, and then um, what's, there's, like, the... Uh, so male and fe- Ace of die or fem- something. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, so the Ace of die are, are the fe- are are a female warrior uh, are females that can touch the one power and you know there's several different classes of Ace of die, but back back you know back in attorney men and women could touch the one power except the the dark one you know quote unquote Satan per se, uh, poisoned the the poison the access to the one power for men so that if a man touches the one power it'll eventually drive him nuts but every so many millennia um there's a a a man that's born that can channel the one power they call him the dragon reborn and he can do it without going crazy and he's supposed to either kill or trap the dark one and so like as the wheel turns millennia over millennia like either the the dragon reborn is born and is either killed by the dark one or imprisons him or joins him. Like they, 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 they just keep going through this cycle and they're hoping to find a dragon that can kill the dark one. So that being said, e- there's 15 fucking books. Each book's like five, 600 pages long. Like it is a daunting series to get into. Um, but- have you, and this is kind of in the same vein, uh, cause Robert Jordan was the guy, not Robert Jordan. Um, well, who's the guy that finished wheel of time? Brandon's his sons. No, it was Brandon. Like his son, no. like his son and his family like talked to him. No, I know you're right. It wasn't his, but like Brandon Sanders. Like, uh, so so the story uh, is is that as Robert Jordan knew he was going to die, 
And so he sat down and like Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner and told his family and this author how he wanted to finish the book and they did it. Yeah, but well, but anyway, Brandon Sanderson writes a lot of good books and uh, the Stormlight Chronicles are, are a, a series that he is currently writing. Right. And right. and unlike uh, like people like George R. Martin, like he is a fucking machine and cranks out those books on time every single year. <laughs> and uh, the uh, uh, the Stormlight Chronicles is fucking is pretty fucking good I'm, I'm a few hundred pages into the first book it's it's gonna be like another real time it's of like and i think you'd like it because um one of the things they have is shard armor which is just the fantasy version of an exosuit it's did you say shard shard ah, with a D. Okay. uh um, i think it's uh, shards or something or it's like <laughs> shard ba- yeah shard bears and it's a whole thing that you get into in the book but basically like um, they had the, the 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 people that are like the movers and the shakers, the knights and the royalty and the upper class guys have this armor that's mystically enchanted uh, that increases their speed and their strength, so they can like go hand to hand with monsters and stuff. And but it's nice. it's basically the fa- high fantasy version of an exosuit. It's Iron Man armor, Hell but it, it, it's pretty good. And he's the guy that finished Wheel of Time, and his books are great. He also did the Mistborn books, and his books are really big on getting really in depth into the uh, uh, magic system and like how how, like how the fuck it works yeah, how the right. fuck it works and ever all that shit uh there, i think he's mormon so there's not a lot of like titties or any sex and that kind of shit in those books so it's not like you know uh song of fire and ice and shit uh where there's just boobies flopping all over the I, I place i don't necessarily read my fantasy i know same same but like yeah i know exactly yeah. but no I, I look into that because i have the first book and it's really fucking good um and yeah. it's uh well and, and and to to follow that up, like the the development of the one power on how it's used in in the Wheel of Time is very fucking methodical. That doesn't like, surprise me because you know, that's because you know I know Homeboy took over the series, so yeah. I mean, they're like you know everybody's born with some type of ability to access the one power. If you try to access more than your your ability, it'll kill you. Like the, you know, all the limits on what you can and can't do with it. It's it's fun. What I will say is is this Amazon series. Fucking fuck. Everybody says it's, it's really good that I've talked to. For, now, first of all, Shay, I want to tell you, like, I'm watching the series. I've read six or seven of these books, maybe five. Like, one of the things that's on my to-do list is to go through the Wikipedia and figure out where I dropped off. Yeah. Like, I can remember I can remember very fun parts of the books. Um, so, like, I need to go back and figure out where I dropped off. Maybe go back one book and read, you know, reacquaint myself with what's going on and then read through the series. But I'm watching this show, and much like much like The Witcher, I'm like, okay, so I have a very good framework of where this show is trying to go, and I like I I feel for people who have not read the books because I'm like, how the fuck do you know that any of this matters? Like, why do you like? Why would people give a shit about the Dark One? They didn't say anything about who the Dark One was. They just say he's bad. Like, I mean, I know it's implied, but there's so much just like, it's it's so fun to watch it like happen in in front of me knowing how big the series is but also um i don't i know you haven't seen it but um the reviews online are like it's so good but there's times where you can tell the budget limited them and the the showrunner was like hey listen we're doing we're doing this big show it's a big fantasy epic gonna be right up front with everybody we do not have the same budget as lord of the rings so everybody just stop comparing us to lord of the rings just stop doing that we don't have the budget yet and I was like, why Why do I have a weird feeling about this? And then somebody commented online, the show is like, it's a, a cleaner, like, 
maybe a prettier version of the Lord of the Rings. And then sometimes it's Xenia Warrior Princess. And I was like, holy fuck, you nailed it. Because there's fight scenes where, like, you can tell they just couldn't afford the thousand people they wanted, you know? So they, like, they film five guys fighting and then cut to five more guys fighting, just like they did for fucking Hercules yep. and War- Xena Princess. And I was like, you know what? I'm here for it. I get, I get what you're doing. Fucking here for it, you know? Um, but it's fun. It's fun. I do recommend it. Uh, on Amazon, like the two shows I'm about to get, uh, I need to get into, or I have to finish because I only watched the first three seasons of The Expanse. Um, that was my next. And so I, I'm gonna Where I'm season three. I have not watched anything That's since good. I switched to Amazon. So. That's that also. So sucks. now I've got seasons four, five, and six to watch, and then also The Witcher. Oh. Uh, what I watched, spent most of the day watching today, because um, I stayed up till about four o'clock in the morning playing Red Dead Redemption Two last night. So today was a total fucking wash. Um, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like Argon shut down, so I didn't do. Yeah, you know, my 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 job yeah. is shut down until my sleep, until the first of the year. So my sleep schedule is all out all of whack. whack. So, um, but. Uh, I watched uh, the new season of Young Justice today. Most of it. After we get off this, I'm going to watch the last episode or two. Okay, okay. I, I, I am, I am here for it. I've watched like the first two episodes, like when they're on the Mar, when they're like. Man, the if Martian they're parents. trying way too hard to make it like a more serious drama with this one. Yeah. Like, the, I've only watched like two or three episodes. It, I will tell you that once they get away from all the wedding bullshit and you get the big plot twist from the wedding, because one, okay, you know, spoilers, one of them dies. Um, and, uh, it's a pretty cool death, but like, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit more of a slog than the other ones are. The end of the series is much better because the end of the series is getting into like Dr. Fate and Satana and Etrigan and all that shit. Right. And, uh, right. and it, all that, all the, all the dark, the dark, dark art uh, stuff and the stuff. chaos Lords with the, you know, the witch child and his replacements and shit. It's, it's, it's good. I like it. They, and then it's, but it's kind of weird. They're it's like each there's like blocks of kind of like the justice league cartoon where like blocks of episodes or different story arcs so there's like three episodes about this and then three episodes yeah. about this and then they kind of connect with flashbacks but not really um yeah it's it's pretty interesting they do have my my, pro- I, my problem and I, I don't mean to interrupt um but my problem with the this season this is the fourth 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 is that it's been so long since i've watched the i third don't remember any that i was it. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, and so like I watched the last episode of the third season, which you can get on HBO yeah, Max it's all now. On there. Yeah, it's whatever all the hell it is. And so I watched. It, I was like, oh okay. And then I watched the. I started the fourth. I was like, all right. Well, this didn't connect that much at all. So I just wasted. Fucking it does later but, but, a little bit, but I think this yeah. season takes place ten years after the end of season three or something. Right, right. Yeah, so there's, like, there's, a, there's a time. It's all there. over the place with that shit. Um, they there's a really funny. Uh, 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 after at the end of the episode, they have those those little scenes where it's like related to the episode somehow, where it's like, but like the dog sitting, and on then something. the credits are rolling while you hear dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one where uh, Superman's talking about he's on the phone with Lois. He's up in the watchtower, and uh, uh, he's like talking to Lois about their son, and she's like, "Oh man, you can hear." Her. She's like, "Man, there's poop on the ceiling. Does Kryptonian poop float?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, but that could mean he's levitating and his powers are manifesting." Uh, have you noticed is you know and then you hear on the phone like she's like wow his eyes look a little red he's like lois do they look bloodshot or are they glowing red lois lois what's going on and he's like he zips off screen because <laughs> his kids like shooting laser beams and shit all over the ceiling like it's the right, of dumb right. stuff like that but uh i don't know I which makes it. you think about which always reminds me yeah. of the the short uh jack jack attacks from uh the incredibles yep. yeah. yeah that's great no, I, I'm here for it. And the other, and, and speaking of superhero shows that I'm behind on that I want to get 
get back onto. I'm behind. I have not watched the current season of of uh, Doom Patrol. I haven't either, actually. It got, First two episodes or something. For, yeah, I watched, but I haven't followed yeah. up on it. Yeah. Well, I think the whole thing should be it up is, by yeah. now. And and also, I have watched like I want to say one or two episodes of uh, um, Titans. That Ooh, that's I, good. That the most recent season yeah. of Titans is very good. Yeah, I, I've heard the same thing, and 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 that show is way better than it has any fucking yep. um, any fucking business being. Yep. So, yeah, so that's all fun shit. I love how in the, whatever it's like season the end of season two or three or whatever the last where they or when they they the whole time they spend building up to Robin becoming Nightwing and when they finally show him in the Nightwing costume he's just whipping everybody's ass. Yeah, yeah, just bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah no, I really like that. No, it's... No, that was a uh, one of my favorite... Titans is really that's actually a great season. I'm looking forward to the next season of that. Yeah, that uh, this current season you've already watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I have I've only watched like the first two episodes. Um, like I think I think the last thing I remember was like you know Red Hood like killed all the bad guys yeah. and now he's the bad guy. And, um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's way better. And one of one of the scenes that that, that I thought was great from not this season but the last season was when they introduced you know Superboy. Mm-hmm as the clone and he does the test where he like they have a they have a um like they have some some guy walk in and try to shoot him and like the gun goes off and he zips across the room kills the guy then zips back to the room and catches the bullet yeah. like in real time yeah. i mean you know they show the show the zipper i'm like well that was cool yeah they like, do a really good job with that scene that, yeah yeah, whoever wrote that scene like knew 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 what was up. They're like, oh, let's just fuck around with this. So, yeah, he's goddamn Superboy. Yeah, and I love you that know. they steer into the skid t- that too, and they've got fucking Crypto, the Super Dog, in there. Yeah. Fucking great. Laser yeah. beams. So good. Yeah, he's a good dog. He's a good doggo. Well, Shay, I guess we should wrap this up. We've talked about enough stuff for a while. Um, as always, we hope you guys enjoy listening to this. We enjoy the shit out of doing it. It's uh, at least a chance for uh, me to talk to my little brother, shoot shit about nerd stuff, and uh, we do we do that plenty. Um, Shay, how's everything going? Anything to sell the nice people before we leave? Uh, no, I have I have uh, no pieces of advice beyond that you need to get your off your fat ass and go see Spider Man Homecoming in theaters. It was there like what is. was it? It was it's the second highest grossing movie uh, on a weekend of all time, right behind Endgame or some shit. It just it just cracked a billion yeah, dollars Jesus in two weeks Christ. during a pandemic. For reference point, yeah. so if anybody tells you superhero movies are dead, they're not paying attention, right. or they're just mad that people are seeing superhero movies and not their bullshit. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, I hope you enjoy. Everybody enjoys listening to this. We enjoy doing it. Uh, you should be able to find this podcast anywhere you find your podcast, uh, even after YouTube shuts for now. down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for now. Um, uh, like I said. Um, uh, we're now on SoundCloud and uh, or not on SoundCloud. I'm sorry, uh, Spotify and Amazon um, podcast. So you, anywhere you find your podcast, you should be able to find um, the uh, the Woodscast. Bringing down uh, the property mys- value of your eardrums. I myself have subscribed to the Woodscast on Spotify. It's kind of a uh, it's kind of humbling that um, we're on there with Joe Rogan. We make much less money than he does, but we say much less bullshit. That is true. Uh, I. I hope you all enjoy listening to my uh, seven-pound dog cry for dinner. Uh, <laughs> he has been fed, shit. by the way. He's just he has. He's just so, he's such a, a little shit about it. But what about second um, dinner, Justin? <laughs> I know exactly, right? All right. Um, 
Rachel and I have actually been going back and forth because he had lost some weight. So we, we switched his food up to be like a higher calorie food. And he just like ballooned up two pounds. And like for, for a eight pound dog, that's a big jump. Down to six, yeah. It's a big jump. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, he's, he's just a, he's just a little fat shit. That's fine. Um, like always, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can hit us up on Twitter. Um, it's at Woodscast1776 or on Facebook, also at Woodscast1776. And then you can shoot us an email at thewoodscast1776 at gmail.com because fuck Alex Jones and all of his shtick. It's not that hard to stay on all of these platforms, even when they do hit yeah, us Yeah, you up don't have to be good at anything. It's not. No. You basically just have to tell them, hey, you were wrong, and they will uh, fix some of it. But, um, yeah, so, um, as always, uh, Shay, remember what Captain Hodger says, seize the means of production. Seize him! Seize him, good. <laughs>